This is the joy of gaming. Welcome to the Joy of Gaming Podcast, episode 52. I should say welcome back to the Joy of Gaming Podcast. Um, it's but, been a while. Uh, it, yeah, right? We've been singing that. <laughs> it's been a while all day. Um, but um, I'm Rich Lapore. Jordan Alseka. And I'm Kelsey Lair. Uh, friend of the show slash uh, often guest, Kelsey Lair. She did our panel at MAGFest. Wow, I'm getting ahead of myself here. A little There's bit. so much to talk about and so little time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we are um, we are back, Jordan. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that? We're back. I don't know. <laughs> Where have we been? I'll jump in. I, I don't know. We've been away. We've we had some just work and life stuff, and that happens sometimes. Uh, we're both yeah. employed for the first time in ages. I think all all of your friends pretty much being employed at, at one time. You said it's never happened before. Right? It never has. So something bad's going to happen. No! No <laughs> doom and gloom. I can't handle it. Uh, I'm technically not really that employed. Yeah, but you're in school full time. It's what counts. That sort of counts. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, I, you'll I, get your turn to be an unemployed uh, sad sack. At that some just point. graduated. It's yeah. kind of what happens. Uh, I... Um, I, for, for one, uh, was uh, in between jobs for a couple months, so that really curtailed my ability to buy video games and to play video games, really to focus on getting re- rehired. Now I have a great job again, um, but it's super time-consuming. <laughs> so, you know, there's never a good time. It's kind of like with uh, couples, and uh, they're always like, there's never a good time to get pregnant. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. No, but it's true. I was watching a TV show, uh, Castle, and they were talking about uh, is it now a good time? And they're like, well, we're right. Our jobs are really blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, but then in six months, this is going to be the case. And they're like, but there's never really a good time. So anyway, there's never a good time to podcast, but we got to make time for it because podcasting is awesome. Yeah, we are now very – we're full and pregnant with gaming thought babies. Beautiful. We're going to birth them upon you. <laughs> That's good. You took my ridiculous <laughs> metaphor and you made it not horribly bad. It's still pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. The images. Yeah. Uh, well, you know how I go. As long as I don't read that one comic that makes me say really creepy shit anyway uh so you know we're here and it is late it's march but we're gonna do our game of the year episode because it is a tradition and uh you know the podcast when it relaunched episode one a few years ago was a game of the year episode so now that we're back with uh 52 hopefully we can get started again be back to normal and uh it'll it'll be a good week uh, again, we, we've had some delays. The website's been down. It's still down. We're working on getting it back. Um, but it will be back up very shortly, um, and it's going to be back and better than ever uh, with more of an emphasis on, uh, you know, obviously gaming is at the forefront, but also other aspects of geek culture. Yeah, and we were going to have the other comic episode later this week, but right now we're just trying to get out the content at all. We will have a comic episode soon on Something or other comic related, but we had the best of the television year earlier this week, and now we got best of gaming main show, all that great stuff, and we're gonna do it like we normally do. We're no news or what we've been playing. I'm sure we'll have a catch up episode. Yeah, where no game. There's still not a lot to talk about. It's I, been, <laughs> as you will see, it's getting better. It's getting it's, it's better. Getting, it gets better. It's getting yeah, yeah. It does. It does uh, get better. 
So anyway, we're going to do all of our usual topics, our crazy random talk, best games, worst game, most disappointing, most surprising, best characters, and then whatever we come up with for each of us just sort of rambling off a category on spur of the moment. And it'll be hopefully a full episode that doesn't cut out at the end this year. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Still no reason why that happened. I don't know. I don't know. Disk space or something? I don't know. Anyway, um, with that said, I think we are going to start with... uh, uh, Pull out the master list, uh, Senor Alseca. Well, we're going to start, and we'll do our usual rotational. We'll go one way, first order, then move on and kind of keep it it fresh and different. But we're going to start with the... uh, the, We we got a weird order this year. We're going to start really high. And then we're going to go straight down to the worst, so it's going right, to be a solid right. decline in quality for a while, much like our episodes. And then we're going to rise Phoenix-like <laughs> to the best games of the year. You know, bell curve. Bell curve. There you go. It's going to be a bell curve. So maybe just skip, like, the middle 40 minutes. I don't know. Anyway, or don't. Or don't. Please don't. Uh, so we're going to start with best character of the okay. year. All right. Because even in bad games, and or, or disappointing games, even in that, you can find a good character. My character is not from a bad game, but, you know, we'll see. All right. Well, I uh, I'm gonna start. Yeah, go for it. First, good? first for uh, okay. best character. This one's uh, as as you know from listening to the podcast. Uh, I I'm a waffler. Uh, I tend to be like I have three choices for this or two choices for this. Anyway, for this one, uh, there there really are two that I have, but I'm gonna just go with one, and then if everybody else picked the same one, then I'll I'll choose my secondary. Um, my character of the year is not a new character to this year, uh, but he's a character that got much more uh, well developed and fleshed out, uh, and that is Handsome Jack. Hey, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that's um, a good call. Yeah, I um, I love him. First of all, I played a lot of Borderlands two this past year. In addition, so for me, it was a Handsome Jack freaking bonanza. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but also, you know, the pre sequel came out, and uh, that was one of the mo- I think on this podcast, especially one of the most anticipated games in the past couple years. You, you could say that probably. Uh, I mean, we did a uh, our panel at Magfest was on that, which we'll talk maybe more about on the next episode. But we are some big Borderlands fans here. Yes. Oh, so, indeed, definitely. If you are a Borderlands fan, you can go to the Magfest YouTube page and check out our panel on uh, exploring the Borderlands and just a, a really fun hour talking about the series. It was great. We had about 125 people in there. Everybody had questions and comments to add. It was it was really cool. Um, but anyway, that said, um, the pre-sequel, we may end up uh, in different categories talking more about that. But one thing that I think that it did extremely well uh, was give you the backstory of Handsome Jack. And uh, the way I know that this was my favorite character of the year is that immediately, like, okay, so when, when the pre-sequel, uh, you know, came out, or when any Borderlands game comes out from now on, it's always going to be, there's always going to be, like, there's four characters, and it's always going to be, like, who are the next two DLC characters going to be? That's always something you wonder, right? Right. Well, immediately when I met up with Jack, uh, and I saw those two little rockets on his arms, he has like two wristbands that shoot off like rockets, yeah, I was that's... like, all right, I want to play him. <laughs> so immediately that's a great sign that you're dealing with a great character. You want to be him, you want to, you know, etc. The other thing that was amazing about him in that game, and the way they've built him up in general, they've made him such an evil character, such, a, such an untouchable guy, both with you know the 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 writing but also the character design you know just the simple fact that he has that sort of shield over his face he he's but yet and then like at the beginning of the pre-sequel he doesn't but but he's just very he he's very like on the other side of the glass for me as a character you know what i mean like i i see him as somebody i don't get to touch he just like stands on high and like f's with my life 
and yeah. like and makes decisions from on high on the tower and you never get to be near him well in this game immediately you're launched into this place and you're right next to him and i almost was like oh my god i could reach out and touch handsome jack this <laughs> this, this 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 bastion of evilness you know and there he is right there and he starts out as a human and and the evolution of how he becomes super bad made sense it worked i think everybody i know that played this game kind of said maybe not that he's justified but that they can understand somewhat more where he's coming from in Borderlands 2. Um, I, yeah, Handsome Jack, or Jack as he was in most of the yeah. sequel, just yeah. Jack, uh, Will and Grace style. A handsome uh, guy <laughs> called Jack, yeah. Yeah, uh, you go and, you know, <laughs> they they don't try to, they don't humanize him too much. He's still a huge jerk for most of the game, but, you know, he's not a genocidal maniac necessarily. Uh, he's just a dude slipping into madness, and, and the stuff that happens to him, yeah, you kind of get why he might be a little bit nuttier by the time the credits roll. Right. Um, but yeah, he was a great character. Definitely. My, I won't say much about this. Just uh, my my runner up fork best character was going to be um, the the in Danganronpa, uh, the teddy bear Monokuma. He Monokuma. was on my shortlist. Yeah, I love him. Uh, he is so uh, he is so deceitful. He's so evil and insidious, and he's so much fun. And then finding out the origin of what he is or who he is really is just super fun. So I, that that would if I if we were allowed to have runners up, which we're not, but. I don't know. I mean, it is. You can, yeah. It's, yeah, it's what are you going to do? He'd be my runner-up. Uh, and that's it. All right, Kelsey, who's your f- best character of 2014? All right, well, this was really easy for me to figure out once I, you know, the game came out. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite graphic novels. So Bigby Wolf. Seeing Bigby Wolf. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Right? Seeing, Until- seeing Bigby Wolf in a video game was one of the most, like, it was just so excellent being able to hear him and being able to play as yeah. him and manipulate. Like, I have loved Bigby, Bigby Wolf. He's one of my favorite characters in Fables, like yeah. I said. And he's just this, like, really gruff, tough sheriff, but he has a uh. little, like, soft side, little heart of gold, you know, especially when it comes to snow and whatnot. And just, I remember booting up the game, and when I first heard his voice, I was like, oh my god, it's Bigby Wolf. Oh my god, Bigby Wolf is they on my television. It. They, they nailed, nailed it. it. He was perfect. He was everything that, when I was reading in high school, what I thought about when I would read his lines and such, and what I thought of him if he yeah. was like a real-life person. They nailed him. It was fantastic. Uh, just watching him evolve as he goes on from like that like sort of distant sheriff who like everyone's not sure about, because you know the, everyone's like back in the fable lands and whatnot, they're, they're like, oh, well, we know what you used to be, Bigby Wolf. And he's just like... I don't really care. I'm your sheriff. I'm just going to take things. But then you see little soft parts of him, like when he's with Colin the pig, and you can, like, yeah, you know, be nice yeah, yeah. to him. And when he's with Snow, and when you think anything that happens to Snow, he's, like, all worried about it and gets all... And then... Nurturing. Nurturing. And then just being a badass yeah. <laughs> at times. Just an just utter <coughs> badass. I love Bigby Wolf. Bigby Wolf was one of my... And I, I was so happy to see him and for it to be everything and more that I wanted from him. That's awesome. I I couldn't even I couldn't agree with you more. That is a genius. I mean, everything about that game is sweet um and that characterization is at the core of it. Uh, he, what a great main character for a video game. Yeah. I mean, he, he, so cool. I, I've only played the first episode, but I'm a huge Fables fan, and I'd still like to go back and play it. I know the disc's out. I, I should. It's just... You have no excuse. I don't have an you excuse. Don't have an I, excuse. I, I need to play that. I'm, I love their games. It's It's... Telltale does a great job at characterization. Um, there, even though there's only one episode of it, Tales from the Borderlands, where where their their main characters were in the running for my best character of the year because they do such a good job of fleshing characters out quickly and making you want to be them and like them and hang out with them. So yeah, Big B, I can understand. 
And he's already. I mean, he's got a. He's got hundreds of issues of backstory that you can read. Talk so. about talk about a storied pedigree. That guy. Uh, yeah. He 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 dominates. Yeah. So Jordan, what about you? All right. So this was an interesting category. I don't even know if I wrote down all my characters. No, because I was doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of trying to figure stuff out. This one was. Uh, I, I had one character written down, but the more I thought about it, I was like, no, there's got to be this other character. But the same game. So originally I was going to go with the protagonist of D4, um, but David Young. David Young. Yeah, and I, but then I was like, you know, he's a good character, but who was the best character was actually two characters, which would be Duncan and Suki from Oh my goodness, Suki! The, the over-the-top, crazy fashion designer... And his, uh, his 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 life model doll his that he likes to take around his mannequin. His mannequin. Uh, she's a person, Kelsey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, she is a person. But she's just a lovely lady. everything from his ridiculous green hair to his over the top outfits to hanging out with him on that plane and hearing him complain about things being avant garde. It's just so much fun. I mean, he's not in the game a lot. I mean, it's a very short game overall. But is that is it the whole game, or is that episode one? That's it's, episode it's one. It's prologue episode one and episode two. Is when it is game? more of it coming out? I don't Eventually, know. Eventually. It just bums me out. <laughs> like, it's like I almost don't even want to dive into that because I know it's going to be so freaking short. It's a great game, though. It's I'm sure. Is, is it good on its own? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, it ends on a cliffhanger, but it's a really fun game. But there's a lot of story and, like, you know, it's very and meaty. It's very, yes, it is very meaty, and it's, it's fantastic. And Duncan and wow. Suki are a big part of that. If you haven't played D4... You know, you don't have an excuse if you have an Xbox One. It was free yeah. like a month yeah. ago. Yeah. I might st- is it still? No, or no, that no. was that was for like January, February. That was January, February. Yeah, it's yeah. no longer free. But if you, I mean, you should have downloaded it anyway. If you have an Xbox One, as hard as it is to tell when anything is on that system, but <laughs> no, Duncan and Suki, they're crazy, they're goofy characters. But I loved spending time with them, and I would look for any excuse to talk to them. Like as far as achievements, they are one of the few characters. They're probably the first characters I was like, nope, did every case for them. Got that achievement, because how do you ignore them if they have something to do for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Duncan and Suki, that would be best character. Alright, so, next up is gonna be the most surprising game of the year. This is the game that we might not have had high expectations for, or from a series we didn't historically like, or just, you know, we played it, and, and you know what? It was a great game. It wasn't necessarily the best game we played all year. But as far as our expectation for it, it really it took us back. Uh, and we're going to start with you on this one, Kelsey. What was your most surprising game of 2014? All right, my most surprising game of 2014 is a computer game. And it's a card game. And Hearthstone. Uh, I remember when Hearthstone was released. And I was like, Blizzard's making a card game based off of characters that are in it. Okay, that could be cool. Based off of characters from WoW, is that what you're saying? Based off of characters from WoW, yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, that that could be cool. I mean, I'm definitely going to play it anyway, but it's I every time that I pop boot up Hearthstone, I play it for hours at a time. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to play one match, and then I'm going to be done. And then it's all of a sudden, it's like, you know, oh my goodness, it's five. I started playing at noon. What? It, it's for, There's something about it that's so much fun to... After I've you've played WoW for a long time, even if you haven't, just playing these cards that are characters that you once knew, and then the way that they interact, and even the adventure modes. Like, it's not even just about, like, PvP, playing against other people. Like, the adventure modes are a lot of fun, and they add something really unique to the, the card game that um, is great for, like, casual players who don't like to play against other people but still want to enjoy the game and get unlocked cards and whatnot. 
And for people who actually played, like, the raids, like, when I saw the Naxxramas thing and you played all the bosses and it was like, I was like, I beat you with my character before, but now I'm beating you with cards and it's kind of fun and they kind of smack talk you too while you're playing them. And it was just, I I've never had so much fun playing a card game until I played Hearthstone and I, I just... You mean, you mean even beyond Magic, beyond Yu-Gi-Oh!, or do you mean an online game that has cards? No, even like Beyond Magic and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and stuff like that. I think it's just because I have such a close relation to the characters and whatnot yeah, that it was yeah. really cool to see all these things being released and like how they interact with each other. And I just thought it was really fun. I just thought it would kind of be like an okay game that I'd be like, yeah, I'll how, enjoy it, and but here, then I'll drop off of it. Here's an aspect of it that I'm curious of. How mm-hmm. well does it do the free-to-play thing um, in that... You know, does it make it frustrating where it's like, I, I need good cards and I can't get them kind of thing? It depends on or your is it brutal? mentality, I think. Okay. Um, my mentality is that I want good cards because I want to be higher up in the ranks and whatnot. Yeah, but well, if, I think you say your mentality. I think a lot of people have that well, yeah, mentality. Yeah, mentality, but there's a lot of ways. Like, I love the, I think it's the arena. The arena, You yeah. just make a random deck from, like, uh, they give you five, three or four or five choices, and you pick the card you want from it, and then you just keep going until you've made a deck, and then you can go play with your random creation in the arena, and you can win booster pack stuff that way. And it's just really fun to play that way because, you know, it's not someone who's tinkered with their deck for hours trying to make it perfect. Perfect. It's okay. I had a bunch of random cards. I had to make a deck out of, and let's see what I can do. Uh-huh. And then just throwing. So them they have a way. Other. They have a good casual. mode. Oh, you know, definitely. Arena is a good casual mode, and even like I said, the uh, the raid mode is a good casual mode because you can beat it with just the base cards. And as you keep playing them, you unlock gold, and you like you're, you're like, oh, well, I can buy a pack now, and you buy a pack, and then you just keep going it's, that way. Yeah, it's, it's very good at giving it's, you yeah, free it's cards. It's very good at giving you free cards and free gold and whatnot. That's cool. As so. long as you keep playing. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a professional Hearthstone player, of course, you, you will buy. You have. You to have buy have everything, right, you have to have everything. Right. But if you just want to play it just for fun, no, I think there it's are professional free to play with. Hearthstone players. Yeah, it's it's at uh, it'll be at um, IEM this year too. Wow, the second year at See, that's at the thing that I like love that. whenever you come on the show, Kelsey. You bring this a whole other dimension of gaming, which is a huge part of gaming now. It's 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 big part of why gaming is blowing up even huger every year is the professional side mm-hmm. that, that you delve into a lot. Not necessarily that you are a pro necessarily, but that you're really interested in that side, right? Oh, you know, definitely. I love esports. Uh, I watch sports like you know people watch football and whatnot like i watch all the hearthstone matches league of legends and all that kind of stuff i used to be really big into starcraft so mm-hmm. it's yeah. a lot of fun but yeah no blizzcon tournament happened i think the dude won like close to a million dollars for winning blizzcon wow that's insane yeah awesome oh is it on is it on me for for most surprising of the year i think so uh this is one I, i'll just say it, dragon age inquisition yeah i yeah. Yeah, you have been. I've been trying to talk good about Dragon Age for years, and you're always like, "I don't like those two games." I really didn't. I yeah. mean, the first one I could not get into. The second one I actually didn't mind that much, but I didn't really have a connection to the world. And it is very much a, from what I've heard, it's like, well, Dragon Age Origins was like the big world and you get the whole scope, and then this is a much more personal, small story, and pe- that was bothered some a lot of people. But right, um, I like that part of it. I don't know. I just never got into them. But Dragon Age Inquisition was. It's stellar. I mean, there's so much to do. It's so huge, and that's part of what drew it to me. Uh, the bigger part is our, our DM and some of the people in our Dungeons & Dragons group wouldn't yeah. stop talking about it. And the way they talk about it, it's just so endearing. They're just like, oh my god, you, once you get past this and you, you, you defeat something and then you get... Uh, your own what is that, that skyhold skyhold and after that it just the world opens up and then you do this and you do that and then this i mean it just sounded the way they talked about it's, it it's a crazy game there's so much to do there's so it's so easy to get lost for hours doing just minimal side quests it's or, the kind or of smaller side quests it it 
and then the big story quests are just so engaging and impactful and yeah. there's just great characters great teammates um it makes me want to go play the first two and re-experience it because it's got so many options that are carried over from all three games it's it's great to see that as, as a thing you can do well you know the the thing about that um that game about inquisition is that you know the first game came out and it was like they'd spent a couple three four years making uh dragon age origins it had a lot of big complex story huge vast world it was epic in scope it was very pc like and that you could get strategic uh, and it was a pretty big hit, especially with hardcore RPG fans, especially, you know, American, uh, you know, uh, North American RPGs, you know, as opposed to JRPGs. Um, and then uh, the second one came out, uh, Dragon Age 2, and that one came out like 10 months later or something ridiculous. I mean, maybe a year and a half later. But, I mean, they must have made that game in like max a year and a half if they'd started before Origins was over. I mean, they really made that game quickly. And in order to do that, they made some decisions, one of which was to limit the number of environments there were. So the whole story happened in and around one town, one big like city or hub or town. A lot of people had took issue with that. Um, also, a lot of the strategic elements of the game were, were removed in that uh, you couldn't go up. I don't. I don't think you could go up and and be as you know and 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 get the battlefield view and be as dynamic about your decisions. It was much more of like a console experience. Uh, on the up on the upside, there it gave you a more kinetic sort of combat experience yeah. that felt more like boom bang boom and like I'm really hitting things as opposed to one where you you, you tell it what to do then it moves. You know, much more fluid mm-hmm. and 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 uh, punchy combat. Um, but you know there were there were a lot of things people didn't like you know that were removed and so they took when for inquisition they really took their time like this game was delayed and pushed back and would they take like 4 or 5 years something? 4 years a good long while a, a long, long while and and it shows when you see that yeah, game when I, you hear about that game I mean it is a freaking gigantic game with every feature you'd want every character coming back all that kind of stuff unfortunately i haven't had a chance to really delve into it myself and I know that it would maybe very likely be on my list. And not only that, it would be completely life-absorbing. It, it, is, it is hard oh, to it, get it, as it much that kind of game. I mean, the biggest problem with it for me is I, I'm working so much now, I, I just don't have yeah. time to play it. It's so long. It's like a game where it takes... Reviewers are notorious for taking way shorter times to finish a game because that's their job. Because they have to, right? But even they're taking, you know, 90, 95 hours to beat the campaign, and that's not finishing the world. And they all like, say, I feel like I'm avoiding... I'm, I'm skipping over all this content. Because... I have to finish it for review, and it's like, that's insane, and it feels that big. It feels so massive, and, you know, I... I want to go back and really... I wish I had the time to just dig in for hours and hours and hours because yeah. it's such a great game. But And rewarding for you to do it. Like, yeah. you know, you just when you learn about the lore, I mean, they really spent time perfecting that lore. I mean, it is complex. Not to mention they made it accessible, putting out that thing that anybody who hadn't played 1 and 2 could yes, just go through. Yes, I was through. about to say, because I hadn't... Pl- I mean, I played a little bit of Dragon Age Origins, but I had not... I know nothing about Dragon Age 2, and I right. jumped into Dragon Age Inquisition, and I felt like I understood enough that I could get through, but it definitely makes me want to go back and look more into the lore and the nitty gritty details because you because you but did you do that hour and a half thing that, that like you you make decisions and it yeah but, but them? I just feel like that it's yeah but I, I still would like to experience it myself no I was just curious yeah, yeah yeah no I, I did I did the what it's called I forget what it's called but yeah I, I did that um I definitely feel but it definitely felt accessible as someone who just went into Dragon Age Inquisition and the keep went right into it yeah I think it's called the keep 
Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Overall, it's and you know, having just gotten into D and D, I'm not normally a fantasy guy, but I'm loving doing that and playing that every week. And I'm sure eventually we'll have an episode about. You know what? We're gonna. I think we can okay. say we're gonna do a D and D episode at Let's some point. Now that we're more into it and having fun with it, have our have someone from our group on. Absolutely, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun whenever we get to that. But because I've been so into that fantasy side of things, Dragon Age just really hit at the right time, and I'm able to get into it. So for me, it really did still surprise me though how yeah. much I, I love that game. Awesome. All right, well, that brings it to me, huh? It does. All what right. surprised you this uh, year? The thing that surprised me the most um, uh, was the... Uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, uh, well, the, I know the game, uh, Shadows of Mordor. What's the system called? The oh, oh, the... the- the Nemesis, Notori- Nemesis. Nemesis system, system. Yes. Yeah, the system. Nemesis system in Shadows of Mordor uh, was what surprised me the most. And uh, for people who don't know what that is, you know, Shadows of Mordor in many ways is a combination of like uh, some kind of action game. What, what's the action? What do you think it's most Arkham. Arkham, yeah, action. Arkham action. Arkham action uh, combined with a you know uh, Tolkien Dragon Age kind of setting, um, and then combine all of that with uh, the acrobatics and the climbing and world traversal. Of Assassin's Creed, put those together, and literally the equation would equal Shadow of Mordor. That said, there is one X factor, one special ingredient that makes this game different. And when I heard about this Nemesis system, it was through that video they put out, really well polished video. Yeah, uh, and it was the voice of that dude who played uh, the guy in the X Files. Um, uh, he, he, I think he was maybe the smoking. No, not the smoking man, but the. Uh, I think he was the head of the FBI or whatever. He, he also, but anyway, he's also the one who narrates those mass magician, uh, how magic is done, volumes one through ten or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, but but he also he did the he was narrating. He was like, this game Shadows of Mordor introduces a new nemesis system, and he talked all about it. And you know, the idea behind the nemesis system is there are there's a whole hierarchy of orcs and trolls, and I'm pro- people are probably like they're not trolls or I don't know what they are, but there's <laughs> there, there's there's orcs. I know. Some some of them are orcs, and then there's a hierarchy of them, and all these politics about who's beholden to who, who moves up in the rankings, all of that. So you see, there's this ranking system for them, and so when you kill one, another one like moves up in the ranks. But that one that you killed, if you don't chop off its head, it comes back to life because it's an orc. And if you hurt one, but it runs off and you don't get a final kill, then it becomes your nemesis. So if you run into it again, it, it gets a little bit stronger, a little bit bolder, a little bit better in one way, and it has a witty one-liner to say to you based on the way that you maimed it. So I heard this, and I was just like, oh, God, here's what it's going to be. It's going to be uh, one of those things like you see uh, like, a, like a kidnap and ransom video, I mean a uh, 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 tape in like a, in like a, a cop show mm-hmm. where, where it's just like, I have your brother. Please come to the, you know what I mean? Those things where they they, they splice things yeah. together. So I thought it was going to be like, you hurt me with the sword around the fantasy park. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, you know? And instead, it's not like that at all. It's visceral and it's impactful. Uh, and there was this one guy that I think it was like Bughead or something like that. That, that, <laughs> that like, and they have like really like dirty kind of names like that. Like, like just like Slughead or Bughead or something like that. But this dude... He became my nemesis, and I swear to God, I couldn't kill him, and he was all over me the whole time. And so, like, he would come back, and he'd be like, you left me for dead. Now you're going to die. And it was like, oh, my God. And it really – it's one of those things when you hear people talking about it, it sounds corny, peripheral, surfacy. But when it actually happens in-game, it's really impactful and really awesome. 
and so the Nemesis system for me was the biggest surprise. And I mean, you could say Shadows of Mordor, but just in general, how impactful it actually is. That's uh, not the only thing they do. Don't can't they send you threats too? Yeah, yeah. Like they like you don't even have to see them. Like they'll just send you a letter like. I know what you did. Come to here, and I, I'm gonna kick your butt. Swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 awesome. I mean, it, it, the complexity of it and the and the execution. It's just like a lot of things. We were at the comic shop uh, today talking about you know different uh, ideas that people have for comics, and you know what it really comes down to is the idea is not nearly as important as the execution. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and, and the Nemesis system was executed brilliantly. And I was talking to somebody else recently. Um, uh, shout out to Oak City. What are those guys called? Oak City Technology. Uh, a couple dudes who lo- love them some Destiny. Uh, just local company. Oh no, that's fine. In that's the building, fine. Local company that that I work with uh, in the Frontier Building in RTP and and uh, they were like out of thin air. They were like, "Dude, did you play Shadows of Mordor last year? That that uh, Nemesis system blew my mind." And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? It was really awesome." And then they were like, "I just can't wait to see that system like brought into other games and what other games do with that concept." And you know they will. I really hope they do because that sounds really awesome. I was really worried that it'd be corny or jokey or just stupid, but I've seen. I haven't played it, but I've seen it, and I'm like, "Oh no, that's really cool." It's it's impactful. It's really cool. And the only thing it's like the it's like a good and bad thing about that game is like when you have three different like when you start making multiple enemies like multiple nemeses, Mm -hmm. they start coming after you all at once. So like you'll be in an area fighting one dude and like his buddy will say hey isn't that porcupine nine and then he'll run over there and attack you too and so it's like this living ecosystem i mean it's just really well done that that, really that cool. game has some shortcomings but generally speaking it, it did a lot of things right mm-hmm. so anyway that's my surprise awesome yeah so uh we, let's start the slope down now and down. uh all right best trajectory change that's still sort of good but now it's now we're going to uh, the opposite of surprising. You had no expectations, and you were excited. That's surprising. So what if you had the highest expectations in the world, and then you play it, and you're like, oh. And it's not even necessarily terrible, but it's not what you were expecting. It's the most disappointing game of 2015. 2014. It's so late in the year. And I believe... <laughs> My brain is switched over. And I believe you're starting this one. This was a tough category this year. This was a year of disappointing games. It was. Um, it was. I was trying to flip-flop between which would go in disappointing and which would go in straight-up worst. I know, and it's like, that's the thing. There weren't a lot of worst games for me. And the one I have, it kind of is by, def- I got by a good default. One. I have one by default. You got a good Might one? be the same one. Well, we'll see, yeah. But for me, it was just a case of this game, it it did nothing for me in a lot of ways. Uh, it... It, it, it had such potential, but it was... It, not that it was dead on arrival, because it was talked about for a while, but no one talks about this game anymore. I know what it is. Uh, and that is Titanfall. Yeah. 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 Uh, poor Titanfall. This was the system seller. This was the killer app. This is the game not they were showing off. Respawn Games is like, you know, launch title. Like, of, of an entire company. Yeah, and I wanted it to be... And you know what? It's not not a fun game, but here's the here are the two big problems with Titanfall. Oh, good. What are they? Because I never heard you really. Um, I like it. a lot of Titanfall. There's a lot of good things in Titanfall. Uh, one is that it doesn't have a campaign. It's and a I big know problem. They say that's that's like what they were trying to do, and I know they say, "Oh, they're sort fu- <laughs> terrible." There's a Shut campaign. Up. No, there's a campaign that doesn't matter if you win or lose. It doesn't matter. It Your doesn't story matter. just keeps Your rolling, and then you play going. the same mission from the other angle, and yeah. it's so stupid. Here's why. It needs the campaign because it teaches you the systems really yeah. well. And you can kind of learn it, but it, it started with so few maps. Because if you're going to be all multiplayer, you need 
I would say two dozen maps minimum. You need a shitload of You need of it to be content. maps, maps, maps. Right. Maps should be dropping every week. They also didn't yeah. have to my... Well, I'm going to... Because my most disappointing game is Titanfall as well. So I don't really want to... Just, just cut... Yeah, just, go just for cut it. ahead. You just cut ahead. It's also Titanfall. I was really excited for it. Like, uh, yeah, I think at, everyone was. E, like, E3 was like one of my top three games of the, of the I year. I think it was everyone's top yeah, three game Yeah, I was like, oh my yeah. god, Titanfall's coming out? That's great. But it, it, I don't know about t- to you, but I don't think it had any memorable maps. Like, when I played it, I was just like, oh, it's this map with sand. Oh, it's this map. Is here's, here's the biggest problem, and this is what I'm getting at. It's not as much fun to be in a Titan as it is to actually oh, just no, be on not. foot. Because they win. That's a huge problem. Because, and you know what? It's so much fun to be on foot because they're so acrobatic. It's all about verticality, and they have all these buildings you can climb and, like, grabbing holes. Like, it's so fun to be Plus in the environment. Plus, you can fuck up those Titans really easily by fucking up, like, yeah, jumping on top, them. right? You can yeah, rodeo you them. them. You can hit them with your special anti-Titan weapons. And they had to do that to make pilots... You know, comparable Playable to Titans. at all, right? But in doing it, they overcorrected. Whereas there's just so many options and cool things that a you know a, a pilot can do with their verticality and their parkour and their long distance fighting. And a Titan is just well, here is like the square of movable road that I can walk around, or here is the big open field I can walk. Yeah, around. You not know, much you, hiding. You that so cool, dash. You can just dash, dash, dash shoulder dash, check, shoulder check things. Um, yeah. And you know, there were good ideas, but at the end of the day, you. Don't want your ground units to overshadow the the title characters. Yeah, um, and that really hurts. Well, it. and not to mention the fact that the titans were supposed were you know they make them like a reward. It's like you know you the, you're, that's the, the 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 supposedly the goal is to be in a titan, and like you're actually waiting for your timer to click down so you can get Ooh. in and titan again. But yet, if you don't want to be. Well, what, what's really fun, funny about it, too, is that, yes, it, it, you do want to be your Titan, but then after a while, like, once you get to a higher level, you unlock the Titan, like, core that makes it so it's better when you're not in it. Like, it's literally, it's like, it's like... Oh, like an Titan. AI core? Yeah, like, it, basically. like it's It like, runs itself? And well, you get it, to, like... It, it can it, run it, itself it, no matter it what, runs, but... It runs itself, but in this one, it's it's better, so it's like, you know, because before it kind of would just sit there and it's kind of, like, stupid, but then it becomes a killing machine, so you just want to leave it by itself, and then you dance around it and trying to kill people. Wow. Because your Titan, nine times out of ten, unless you're really good in a Titan, which I'm not going to shortchange people, I'm sure there's people who are really Yeah, no, people probably love the Titans. Probably do. I was not that great in a Titan, but man, when I got that core, it became a fantastic thing, that which is, I would dance around it while it would shoot people and try to distra- yeah. distract them. And yeah. that's, that's another thing, it's just... <sighs> I don't know. It could be a much... I wouldn't... Like, if there was a Titanfall 2, I'd probably play it. But I don't know. I'd hope there'd be a campaign. It's like, I sold Titanfall not too long after I'd gotten it and played a lot of it. And, you know, now it's like, you can get Titanfall complete. It's on sale, it seems like, every other week. For twelve fifty. you get the entire Titanfall experience. I still haven't bought it. I mean, for me, I think I think there's a, I think that campaigns are... Now I'm I'm not necessarily the target demographic. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and I under, And I understand that. But here's my number, but here's my I have a corollary point to that. So yeah, I'm not the target demographic because I like campaigns more than I like multiplayer in general all the time. Which for most first person shooters is not the majority of their audience. Most of them like the multiplayer more, and that's what gives the game legs and longevity. But this idea that you can just cut off the campaign and there's no loss to your community or to your multiplayer players, I think is a fallacy. Because A, it teaches you the game in a really hardcore way. But more than that, it gives you eight to ten hours to fall in love with this world 
And if you don't have that experience, like in Halo, you may play it 99% of the time out on multiplayer. Because, But, I mean, regardless of – I know the campaigns are great and there's co-op. But but the, the campaign shows you the world. It introduces you to a story. It makes you give a shit about what's going on. So when you do play a, 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 a multiplayer map, you have so many good memories and, 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 and depth associated with the things you're seeing. And, you it, know, it I- gives it a – you know, just this morning while I was waiting for people to get ready to go out to lunch, I popped Halo in and played a multiplayer match because I love it. And you know, some people might say, "Why isn't that most disappointing?" Just by default, with all you know, what I bought it for the campaigns and for offline multiplayer, and I still, and I'm glad that the multiplayer is fixed now. Mostly, I don't know how how entirely I, I got in match. There was a category most annoying or most frustrating, maybe, yeah, maybe. But I love. But that can like, give you a shit ton for sixty dollars. Even if it wasn't multiplayer, complain. you can't complain. I mean, think about uh, 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 they're even adding ODST. Yeah, that yep. take, uh, and a free month of live. I, I mean, mean, like they're they're making amends. I mean, anyway, and it's just great in that sense where. I like playing Halo multiplayer. It has great weapons. I mean, the only good, the only original weapon I really cared about in uh, Titanfall was the smart pistol, and it's a gun that shoots itself almost. I mean, you got to aim it. You have to. Well, you don't even have to aim it. You have to point it in a general direction, and then you press wait, the trigger. Then you wait, and then you wait for the three things to click, and then you're like, click, click, you're click, dead. You're de- Not even click. You click once because then it shoots three bullets out for you anyway. It's it's. I like ideas of Titanfall, and you know what? Maybe it'll be an Assassin's Creed type situation where the sequel comes out and they they nail it. And you know, yeah. maybe among the Titanfall community, if there is one, it's really big still, and they love playing. it. I wonder what the deal is with that. I wonder if maybe they were trying to get their base like even bigger with the twelve dollar and fifty cent you know purchase. And I wonder if the multiplayer scene is still going strong. Uh, uh, I I, play, I popped it in uh, not too long ago, maybe a month ago, uh-huh. and. That was after one of the twelve fifty deals, and it still took a while to find a multiplayer match. And I that's and like, not good. It, like that's, it still that's took bad. Time. Like and, that's bad. That's more than yeah. not good. And like yeah. people then leave, and then you're, it's like one on five, and you're like, oh no, run, <laughs> run. Uh, poor, poor respawn. So I think I mean I don't know. Vincent Lampella are not anyway. Go ahead. I, I think one of them left for a lot of people. Most disappointing Titanfall. I also wanted to mention yeah, and since Kelsey kind of jumped on mine, we have this in well. I want to mention the pre sequel. Because it's not anywhere else on my list, but yeah. overall, like good things be. in it. Yeah, and I still like it a lot, and I want to play more of it. So that's why it didn't get this spot. But it's pretty disappointing in a lot of wow, ways. Wow, this is the first time I've heard you actually go that far. Just, just like in uh, in terms of this year, like Titanfall beat it out, and not another more exciting year. There might be more games than no. Had, but when but we were playing pre sequel, I mean, I still think it was like worth playing. I didn't. No, enjoy it yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. No, definitely, but like. There were times when we were talking about it, and you were like, you know, when we were talking about it versus two, and and maybe that was just just trying to be positive. We wanted, yeah, we, all wanted to, we all wanted oh, to, we like all wanted so to like it so much. Well, you know, almost all of us were like, that's probably going to be our game of twenty fourteen. It and really now, was. I but, don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's on anyone's list, but it's like, let me Jordan say it's most disappointing. I would say it's it's a very disappointing game as well. Yeah, I mean, so. it's just it's just in every way. It, it's funny. It shows you that. Only getting ninety percent of things right, like really, makes a game less good. Because like, so, it's like ninety percent is good in a lot of areas, as Borderlands Two is, mm-hmm. um, and and that really hurts it. That little ten percent, it's not quite refined. It doesn't quite feel quite as well. Nice. And don't get me the wrong, the voice acting's all Australian, and that's just a little weird. And there's just like a lot of little <laughs> shit. It's just a little not Australia. right. Don't get me wrong, I love the Vault Hunters. Yeah, I love that's great. 
I love that they're more talkative. I like the story. I liked the story and all of that, but the environments and the yeah. enemies just weren't creative and exciting enough. No, they weren't. And when you everything I looked at looked the same. And on, Everywhere I went, I felt like it was the same area. It felt engaging. And on top no. of that, the absolutely depressing run of DLC it's had. I mean, it's it's, it's egregious, what quite frankly. What are you frankly. talking about? There's a there's, there's a battle an arena, arena fight. There's a battle arena with Axton. And for that to be considered, engaged. for that to be considered one of the DLCs. No, it's is, sad. Is, is, it's egregious. I mean, it, it's unacceptable. Maybe the Claptastic Voyage is going to come out and it's going to blow people away it, like Burial at Sea Part 2 for Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. But I don't, I just, I don't. Even if it is really good, it's not enough to to make pre-sequel good enough. And I just can't believe, I mean, you guys are the biggest Borderlands fans, Borderlands 2 fans ever. I can't believe how short the life was on it. Like, I mean, it went like, it was like, we were all really pumped, we played it, played it, and then it was like, eh. It was one of those games that, like, like... We got, like, got like one playthrough. We, yeah. Well, well... One and a half? Probably played it Played it with a lot more characters. Yeah. yeah, that was the one thing you said about it that I think was really Again, the Vault good. Hunters are brilliant. I yeah. hope the sequel picks up, like, that creativity and the, the talking well, Vault just, Hunters. Well, just the fact that all three trees make them completely different characters, yeah. too. That and was that brilliant. And that they're all viable trees, too. Yeah. Because like, there was, like, some trees that you were like, you don't do that tree, it's stupid. But the, every tree felt pretty viable, and that yeah. it felt pretty good to play as that... And, it, and it really stepped into the zone that uh, the psycho character and um, the Mecromancer both had like those stacking mechanisms mechanics yeah. that really added complexity. Almost all these characters had stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I also I do think though that um, well we, we're not going to go really deep into Borderlands pre sequel, but I do think that like uh, one of the characters, uh, what's the uh, guy? Not the, claptrap. The guy. Oh, Wilhelm. Wilhelm, Wilhelm was a little boring. He's a little yeah, boring. It's kind of yeah, boring. Yeah, a little bit. Well, a little boring. He's the least of two them. Two of his trees were dealt around his like little was Satan wolf or two it's of like, his trees. It's like he's a commando. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, but even the commandos kind yeah, of better. Yeah, but I like Axton. I like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, Claptrap was crazy. I don't ever really want to play him, but he's cool to have in your group. And I love The other two, though, were... Nisha and Athena. Athena yeah. is my favorite Preach. Borderlands ca- character. Like, out of n- n- all, yeah. all three games, I, I would say... And I, I would like to I'd play as the doppelganger and the Baroness at some yeah, point. Yeah, I really would. When I get the handsome collection at right, some point. Right. But, well, there'll be, a, there'll be a time when we all kind of dive back in, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably and, in the lead up to three whenever it comes around. <laughs> you think it's going to be that long, huh? I don't We'll see. We'll see on that. But for now, what's your most disappointing game, Rich? My most disappointing game... Um, was let me look and see what I picked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Hold on, kids. Hold on, it's this one. The, uh, <laughs> this bums me out. I'm gonna make sure that it was definitely this year first. Watchdogs. Yeah, that was that this was year. Right. You're already forgetting. You're it's already, already blurry. I want to make sure that that was last it's year. Watchdogs. Um, I could just start at the very top and say, well, first of all, when this game came on, it talk about just like the expectation wise. When this game came on at like two and a half years ago or two years what, ago, what blew out of nowhere and, and right. shot everyone in the face, right? At E three, <laughs> and amazing. literally, it was everyone's game of E three. There was yes. like one hundred and fifty best of E three awards. That game had it was killer, and what it did really well was it it it. It looked like it was going to introduce mechanics like you'd never seen before. Take hacking to a whole new level and really grab onto the zeitgeist of, of modern day society. And, and, you know, the whole idea of everybody's on a smartphone and I can point it at you and see who you are and, and, and hack that traffic light to stop that car and then take them out dynamically. And all that cool shit that that introduced. Plus, the world looked amazing. It looked like I was going in these, like, trip-hop... Uh, you know, uh, sort of psychedelic slash techno clubs, clubs and environments. They're that's just, in there. There's one scene. And right. You know, it's one of those. I think to me, that's the epitome of how disappointing 
Watch Dogs is because it's like you had that demo, that perfect 15-minute yep. demo with you infiltrating that club yep. and having the screenshots and scanning the room. And, and finding then, that you know scum merchant in the basement and being like, oh, you're done. I'm putting up my bandana on my face. And then there's that, there's that one moment where in the trailer you, you like he hits his smartphone and it sends the pulse out and the guard like walks away from the door. The bouncer walks away from the door and it's like, that's cool. You can do stuff like that. And it's right. like, I remember, I remember getting that part in the game and I was like, I can do this. And he did it. And I was like... That's nowhere else in this game. Right. That whole scene is like the the biggest the biggest lie. Yeah, in it's, gaming it, it is. And, and and honestly, the if you just want to take the the, the the way I could say it in the biggest broadest stroke is that instead of it being more like an adventure game or an Assassin's Creed type game, and 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 having like a really compelling story and being kind of I don't know it. it here's the, I'm gonna put it a different way. It's more Grand Theft Auto than it is Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's more that it's more a sandboxy game, and I wouldn't mind if it was a sandboxy game if it gave me this incredibly awesome arsenal of tools to use, a million different ways to use them, uh, in a really tight way. But when I say it's like GTA, it's like blow everything up, you know, mm-hmm. destroy everything way too much. More than Assassin's Creed, which is a little more strategic, a little bit more like let's figure out how we're going to do things and do it in a cool way and execute. It was much more like, well, you could blow that thing up and see what happens. You could blow that car up, see what happens. You can plan stuff out a little bit, but generally speaking, it was just a, a destruction playground sandbox game. Like, and then it was a little like Saints Row, but not as good in that there were these like overlapping VR things you could do. Just in every way, that game was just disappointing. I mean, it just could have been so much more. And again, I hope like Assassin's Creed, it's a, it's a great demo for what the game's future could hold. Do you think but, there'll be a Watch Dogs too? I think it sold well. well. I, definitely. There, there's going to be a sequel. And hopefully it'll fix stuff. I, I hope so. Also, the main character is, is, is dull Age as Pierce. fuck. He's dull as fuck. Yeah, I didn't play Watch Dogs. I, I, everyone was like, don't, don't buy it. Don't just avoid do it. it. There's nothing wrong with it. it. You know, it's just... You know, it has its moments. You know what's way better? Sleeping Dogs. Yes, it's a completely different game, but well, I don't not know. completely it's different. It's very similar to it me. It is an open world game, but it's and a it has completely thing, different vibe. I don't know. I think I think it's it, it, it's also trying to show like modern day. I mean, yeah, it's, it's Asia instead of it's Asian. Yeah, it's and, awesome. And Play it's Sleeping awesome. Dogs. Have you played Sleeping Dogs? I haven't. Okay, you it, should get the Xbox it, One Super Complete Edition. Yeah, it is more upbeat. It is more. It is more colorful. It's cooler. It's it's hipper. But it does the things that remind me of it are like that one game where like you have to like tap into the cameras in the courtyards. And then, like, zoom in, zoom and, in, and like, you know, you, there are similarities. There are, and that game just does it better. And it's just, I mean, it, it, it just, it just had so much potential it didn't capitalize on. And I hope in the future, and a big part of it, like you said, was the environments, like the clubs and the coolness, and the, it just didn't have that. The city was kind of bland and boring, just like every Grand Theft Auto city. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's my biggest disappointment. All right, so now we would normally go to Kelsey, but I think what was it again? It was a Titanfall. Yeah, Titanfall. which we talked to death. So uh, give him a double dose of sadness, Rich. What All was right. your the bottom of the barrel? What was the worst game of 2014? Um, like you said, by default, I don't know if this is what you're thinking, but for me, the default worst game, if it even counts as a game, was Ground Zeroes. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. All right, stoke them fanboy flames. I know. Grand Z- Ground Zeroes, Metal Gear mm. Solid, Ground Zeroes is... It's an atrocity. Oh, jeez! It's an atrocity. It's like it's thirty minutes long, and it costs was it thirty or forty dollars? Forty dollars. It was dollars. forty, it was 40 dollars. dollars. Thirty on the three sixty. It was thirty minutes. It was more than a dollar a minute. 
You can get like two hours out yeah, of Yeah, you can if you want to do mindless bullshit stuff. Now look, when they throw extra objectives into a game, it's one thing when you get benefits for doing it that apply to a long 20-hour game. Mm-hmm. That is worth doing. When it's like, go over here and like rescue this other dude that has no impact on anything, that is not worth doing. Like, There's a story, if you can call it that, of going and rescuing someone. You don't know why. You don't care why. And it's a, it's like, and the game asks you to learn mechanics that are super complex to do, to, to play for 20 minutes. Like, that is just the opposite of what I ever want to do. You know what I mean? It's like, if I'm going to learn super complex Metal Gear Solid, I mean, imagine Metal Gear Solid 3. Remember how complex it is to play that game? Mm-hmm. Imagine learning, I mean, it got a lot easier in 4, and this is a lot more similar to the 4's mechanics, but still, you're learning how to sneak, or you're learning how to use all his technology, and all his gadgets, and all this cool stuff. You're trying, on top of that, you're learning the new Metal Gear 5 system, um, and, you know, to learn all that complexity so that you can go infiltrate, like, one building... It's just, it's, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I do know what they were thinking because they probably made mad loot to finish up development. on. But it's the sort of game that would have been a demo that they would have attached to another game to get you to buy that other game. Right. And that would have been okay. It would have been perfect. Well, aren't they attaching it to Metal Gear 5? Oh, yeah. It'll They're going to do a big... Yeah, of course they are. They don't care at this point. It's 30 minutes of nothing. I mean, yeah, they could attach absolutely. it. They could they could stick a, a three pennies in Metal Gear and it'd be just as valuable. I mean, it's nothing. It's worthless. I mean, I want to play it just because cause yeah. I want to play Metal Gear 5. Yeah, you got to play it. But I was like, I'm let, so pretty let, sure. Yeah, let alone mean. the overly gratuitous bomb <laughs> oh, I didn't even scene. I, I didn't even think about that. Like, on top of being an atrocity <laughs> from the perspective of no content for $40 and just being a slap into the collective face of every gamer who thought, oh, well, he's going to give me some value for my $40. It's like, you know, because I was, you know, to buy that game for 40 bucks was to say I have faith in Hideo Kojima, and he is not going to, like, rape me this hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, and like he does it. He, and then at the end, there's a, you there's know, actual, violation of a there's woman. A, there is a rape in the game, basically. So Not basically. There's rape yeah, in the game. Yeah, it's, 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 it's atrocious on all levels. It's, it's horrible. That, that said, recently it was announced that uh, Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain is coming out, what, in October, I think, of this year? September or October? September. 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 And I could not be more excited to actually play a full-fledged game like that. So, I guess they did the right thing, because it didn't. It, they got my $40, and I'm still going to play fucking Phantom Pain. That said, it pisses me off, and I won't forget it. It's going to stay in the back of my head, and it's, I'm not going to forget it. It's staying a lot of people. I think that game has got stuff stacked against it now, especially with, like, content-wise, yeah. story-wise, that are getting people... I mean, it's getting bad waves, but yeah. we'll see how it plays out in September. Oh uh, yeah, um, I, mean, I might actually play it. I still am. I'm just not the biggest Metal Gear fan. I, I am. I am. Yeah. We're gonna have me, to have you on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. When it comes down to Metal Gear, like for me, it's like it, it. Even though I don't think about it as my favorite games of all time, when I remember playing Guns of the Patriots, I just remember sheer bliss for like 15 hours. Just, mm-hmm. just loving my time with that game. It's just so deep and so fun and so compelling and so cool and stylistic and 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 it's just just so so many types of gameplay. And it also it's one of those games that when you play it, the opposite of Watch Dogs, it makes you feel like every single moment of gameplay was planned meticulously. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? It's like oh my god, like even that like the health bars. It's like I want like I bet you they thought about them in relation to one another. Like every little tick of that game is like. Poured over, you know, and so I know that when we finally get the Phantom Pain, it will be. Oh, I'm praying it will be the complete opposite of Ground Zeroes, and it will be full of content, crossed. full of content, and and really yet another magnum opus from Hideo. So we'll see. I love Metal Gear Solid too. 
That's that's my go-to. I, love I that think game. this game might be might be similar in some ways. I mean, it is going back to an era. You know, it's it's kind of a weird place in the in the mythology. So I think he has to go in some crazy places to make that work. Well, the mythology you know the is God, pretty what, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. but, but especially in two. Yeah, yeah especially in two. Two's, two's a work of art. Anyway, uh, I love two <laughs> and a bait and switch. Probably disappointed some people. No, I loved I loved two. That's part of the beauty. I like it. Anyway, uh, so Kelsey. Uh, let's keep the hate train rolling. Or if it, is there, how much hate is there? It's, there's like no, there's not even that much. I had hate. to look through all of the games that I had played to find my worst game because there were no games. There were like meh games, really games. Was nothing like, jumped out. Nothing. There jumped was out. no the Walking Dead survival instinct. No, there, there was, was no there, Resident Evil Six. No, there's no Resident Evil. Hey, 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 hey. There was no Mass Effect Three. I'm just kidding. Please don't hurt me. Um, uh, with, uh, the, with with the gaming audience, <laughs> they might <laughs> applaud you. Um, my game. It was. It's a director's cut, but it's Strike Suit Zero director's cut. The free game from Xbox oh, One. Okay. That, that rail that, shooter. That sucks ass, huh? It's. It's, it, it's not it's, great. It's not great. It's not memorable. I forgot I played it. Yeah. So it's. I mean. It's, so it's. It's sort of by default. It's by default because, That's like I said, what this I, year feels like. This, yeah. That is what this year feels like. This year feels like I played a lot of either good games or I played meh games, and but I, I and. It was really hard to come up with the worst game because I was, you know, Titanfall's my most disappointing and pre-sequel, and I didn't want to say Titanfall was my worst game because it was, and I still played it. It just kind of fell off. But Strike Suit Zero, I played it. I forgot I played it, and I was like, "Man, that was a really terrible, terrible game yeah. that went nowhere." So I was like, I, "I guess that's going to be my default worst game." But not much to say. But not about much it. to say about it because I don't remember much about it except for that you kind of were with. I think you know, that's fair. I, I hope for a year where, where it's default because the year was so awesome, not because the year was so middle of the road. Yeah, so middle of the road, and it's like... Even uh, when we get to my numbers one, two, and three, for me, it's going to be like, it was the game of the year because this it was this year. You know what I mean? Oh, no. So, no, my, my top my, three, my top I three feel three very happy. I, I don't, I, but that's great. That's, no, I mean, and there's no blaming you. No, it's it's been a meh year. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, my worst game, uh, I'm between you two. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> railing with rage against this game but i'm also i remember it well enough um this was a this was a plan to try and build up the audience for a game that backfired horribly because i i just i never want to touch this game again uh sunset overdrive oh by the way that was my backup on that on disappointment yeah worst it, it's just not fun like I played about six or seven hours of it to try and get because it, it was free for a day. Yeah, they really played free. that much of it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. And it it's just not fun. You are not allowed to stand still in that game, and I get that that's the point. But it is not easy to aim no. and shoot and move around no. and be whipping over I'm, rails, and you have to do that to keep like your bonus meter up and to keep your. I know. Your, it's it's just a mess that in a is, lot of ways. You can't design a game that you know that insists that that gives you bonuses for going up to speed, but then also like doesn't let you not do it. You know what I mean? Like the only way you can really play that game is is, is rail sliding the whole way. Yeah, and and I I don't want to always be doing that. Like that's fine, but like you know, like the best games ever are like Mario's. Is you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people would say it's one of the best design games of all time. Like Super Mario Brothers, and that game is all about a rhythm. It's got parts where you're collecting coins and feeling yay. It's got parts where you're killing enemies quickly and it's really hard. It's got other parts that are more meandering, platformy parts that give you satisfaction in, in longer stretches. That is a well-paced game with a rhythm to it. This game is like <laughs> rail slide, bow, 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 shooting off raccoons. Bow. 
Ooh, it's ridiculous. Our levels just explode. Yeah. I know. I well, that's what the game. That's the game. Though, you know, yeah. it's all people with headphones. On. I apologize Sunset. to anyone who played Sunset Overdrive. Sunset <laughs> Overdrive is Here. a great name for that game, and it makes me mad too because it's Insomniac. And they I made know. great. They they're supposed to be a great top tier developer. I gave them Fuse. I liked Fuse. Even I like Fuse issue. a lot. I like Fuse a whole lot. I like Fuse a whole lot better than Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, that is for sure. And Sunset Overdrive is just. I, I haven't. The story's not compelling. No. So it's not like I want nope. to go back to it and nope. suffer through it. I just never want to touch the game again. I and know. That bums me out. It bums me out, too, because that was one of the games we were most looking forward to. We were actually. There was a time earlier this year we were thinking that was going to be the uh, system seller for the one. That's what it felt like. Oh, they no, kept selling definitely. it like this is going to be. Uh, it, it felt. It feels like a mislead a little bit, too, because I don't. It, it seemed like they were going for this is the game every day. You're going to play it in groups, and it's going to be. You, you can have like a Borderlands experience with it almost. Anything. Any game, really, that. That said, we're going to give you a Borderlands experience. Even Borderlands <laughs> failed to really give a I good know. one this year. I know. We'll see what happens when Bloodborne rocks off, and then Borderlands 3 eventually, and a lot of other games that are coming out that are, that are trying to go for that, too. But yeah. That uh, game certainly misses that mark hugely. So, yeah. Worst game. I think we're all pretty uh, unhappy with the year on that respect. Except Kelsey doesn't even care. I don't even care. I'm sorry you care. don't have a worst game. I had game. to come up with the worst. I didn't play many games that were came out in 2014. There weren't okay. a lot of games that came out. There weren't a lot of things that were, were, were that demanded play, playing. No. Uh, anyway, so after that, we're going to we're gonna try, we're going to get a little weird and fun right now. We're each just going to kind of come up with a random category um, that we just sort of had in mind. And, and you know, we'll, we'll go around really quick, each do ours, let everyone else have sort of a chance to answer it. And it'll be fun. Cool, cool. Uh, so, Kelsey... What was your random favorite thing of the year that you want to bring up? My random favorite thing? Well, there was a lot of games with some really fantastic music. So I want to know what you guys thought. Like, some fantastic games with fantastic soundtracks. Okay. Child of Light. Child of Light. Child of Light, yes. Beautiful music there. That's a beautiful game. For me, yeah, I just thought it was a great year in general. Uh, I I try not to go with remakes or re-releases, but Guacamelee. Uh, Super Turbo Championship Edition. That game has great, like just really. It good. feels like a, a luchador adventure with it that does. the the horns and the mariachi music. Yeah. And it, it's just great in that respect. Um, I so, like the soundtrack in Destiny. I think that had a good soundtrack. Well, I, I only played so little of Destiny. Fair, but epic I, and know, rousy. I, yeah. I, I would believe it. It's the same guy that composed too, yeah. Halo before they oh. fired him. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what's going on there. Um, another one is I'll go with. Uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Good music? Yeah, great music. It's Pokemon. I mean, I still haven't gotten back through that whole game yet, but I have it, and I'm going yeah. to get to it eventually. Um, so, yeah, music stuff. Yeah, music stuff. Well, mine is D4. D4, I'm surprised oh, yeah. you didn't bring up D4. Well, I figured you would. No, it totally. is. D4 is great, swarry-tastic music, uh, and it's fantastic, too, because you can just kind of chill in your apartment, and you put up whatever your favorite tracks, and you just walk around and hear the favorite music. It's really good. It is a very... Eclectic group of music too. Like there's like rock stuff and more jazzy, and there's classical. And I, I thought it was really fun. I always have fun with sweary games and, and that sort of uh, genre of music and whatnot. Okay, I'm gonna do uh, really quick best um, best casual game okay. of the year. All right, best casual. Are you gonna rock soda? I'm not gonna rock Candy Crush Soda was on my short list and every Housewives short list as well. Uh, the game I'm gonna go with because I'm still obsessed with it. Do Housewives play that game? No, they do. <laughs> okay. The game I'm gonna go with is uh, 2048, 
which was a very simple number matching puzzle game where it's like if you push a two and a two together, it becomes a four, and fours become. Well, you played the shit out of that game. I this still year. play the shit out of that game when my lives are out on Candy Crush. So suck. Yeah. I it's what I play. Yeah. It's so simple, but I I still want to get to a higher number. The highest I've gotten is to the eight thousand uh, the eight thousand tile, whatever that is. It, it escapes me off the top of my head. Yeah, I think eighty one ninety two maybe. Man, yeah. uh, I've never played. Nah, nah, I don't no play that play. things. But it, it's just such a fun little puzzler, and I know it came in the wake of threes, but I don't like threes as much. Uh, I think everyone played 2048. It was cool seeing all the variants to 2048 people came up with, like a hard mode or you know making it a 16 by 16 grid or just making all these weird changes to it, doing it with GIFs of different things to, for, instead of numbers. I don't know. That was a silly game, but I played a lot of it on my phone. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's that might be the general thought of this cat. I played a lot of it on my phone and computer. My uh, mine is. Um, were you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Mine was uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest. Um, I got obsessed with that game for about a month and a half. Spent about sixty dollars on it, embarrassingly, and then I never played it again. Oh, but goodness. boy, did I enjoy the shit out of it for that month and a half. I mean, I was obsessed all about. It. I mean, I like Puzzle Quest in general. Unfortunately, I came to the point where I was like, you know what, this game is just going to keep sucking me dry financially, and 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 it's just it's not giving me enough pleasure for my money and that's the that's the balance you have to find Mm -hmm. but that said the gameplay and the core mechanics of that game for any free-to-play game is adamantly against them as i am to suck 60 dollars out of my wallet is fucking an an accomplishment it's an accomplishment it's a begrudging respect yeah uh i I felt similarly uh, another one i really liked was spider-man unlimited which is the endless runner where you can just play as countless spider-man variants especially with spider-verse they had tie-in events perfect it was kind of the perfectly tied release so that is a fun game as well. It's free to play, so if you if you like Spider-Man and all of his variations, I don't know why you wouldn't, you could download that and enjoy it. Kelsey, any, well, any cash? Apparently I have a lot in common with them housewives. Uh, Candy Crush, so to speak, <laughs> is on my list. You have a lot in common with let... everyone on the planet, if you like that <laughs> no, game. No, I know. Not I just housewives. I don't play a lot of games on my phone. Um, I think that's probably the most, uh, I, I would say probably Play Gink is close, but I don't think that came out this Yummy. year. Yummy. Sugar. <laughs> It's Soda. Divine. Right. Anyone who plays that with the sound on is lying. I, I don't. Because you turn it off as <laughs> soon as you as can. As you You're doing something else when because you play Soda it's Saga. it's annoying. <laughs> and you want to play. But yeah, no, that's the game I guess I played a lot of. It's kind of like also like a guilty pleasure thing. Like, I, like people know, are like, oh, do you play Candy Crush? I'm like, no, what? Here's the thing. Find my phone. Here's the thing. I think it actually does a good job of evolving the Candy Crush Saga mechanics. It has the cool gravity stuff, the, the rising waters, the, the fact that you can make fish... <laughs> the fish is kind of baller because it gives you that because it's a that you can make it and it's so four, easy to make fish like a cube and it's really cool because that's like a different way because before you just made lines yeah, slight evolution cubes. of the mechanic it's cool <laughs> it is no look Candy Crush Soda slight. Saga that's is fucking sure it's every bit as addictive and fun as Bejeweled and you know that's what these games are meant to be and mm-hmm. I have not spent a single dollar on that that's game, awesome so that's, that's always awesome. nice yeah, no, no money spent um so yeah, I did Better spend some money say. on Candy Crush Saga, but I've been like, nah, you know what? I just do this for stupid. I'm not going to pay money. To-. And if <laughs> yeah. it, like every couple of months, they give you fifty I like free that gold expression. for some reason. I like that expression. So. I just do this for stupid. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I just do this for stupid. No, uh, so okay, that that uh, that was mine. Rich. Um, okay, my category is, uh, and this will be one we could all we're all going to have one easily. It's not a crazy category. Uh, it's best game that I wish I'd played more to, more of in 2014. Uh, that I, I just didn't get a chance to really play a lot of. Uh, I have really two of those. One is obviously we already talked about a Dragon Age Inquisition because um, I just need a ton of time to play that and haven't had it. But the one that really made me think of this category is The Evil Within. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I played the first two chapters of that game and it has all the mar- makings of being 
not as not as intensely fun as Resident Evil 4, but along the same lines. I was very pleased to find out that that game is not a like Delirium the Ward for 3DS or for DS, you know, like where you're in a mental institution the whole fucking time. It may turn out that is what where you are in this game, like, and you just think you're in other places. Uh-huh. But as far as gameplay wise, you're out in fields, you're running through a town, you're in a state asylum for part of it, you're driving a car. I mean, you do a lot of shit. It's it's a lot more of like a full Resident Evil type adventure out in a city and in, in, in the world than I thought it would be. I love the upgrade system. You get strapped to this chair and just like shots get stuck in you and you. Up- yeah, 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 yeah. Have you played a lot of that game? Uh, that, was, that was probably going to be mine that I wish I'd played more of because I did get it and yeah. I have not played much of it. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm hoping because I like survival horror games and fingers crossed it gives yeah. me everything that I want. Because you said you were like, as a Kelsey person, as you, you are going to enjoy this game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I, I'm you will. hoping that I do enjoy it. And, and, I, and as a me, I think I will enjoy it too when I have more time to play it. Yeah, definitely. It's really, but it's it's a really fun game um, that that I enjoyed a lot. So that that's mine and All yours, right. right or no? Yeah. Well, th- mine would be um, really Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. Which I think is going to be it's pretty universal. I mean, um, you could play that for sixty hours and still you say could, that. Yeah, you, I, could, I played. I got to Skyhold, and I. So did everyone. So did everyone. It already back. feels so massive, and then it feels even more intimidating. Like, it you can is. spend about four hours walking around Skyhold talking to people. It's insane. No, I literally, like, I think I played for two hours and I didn't leave Skyhold, but I did a bunch of shit. It's <laughs> but insanity. I did not leave Skyhold yet. And, uh, you get your four game. years worth of development time in that. I know, yes, and then it's... some. I mean, they really, they they were no slouch on that game. That game is freaking chock full of content. That is, and it's a, it's a fun game. It's just fun. Like, even the side quests are fun, and they don't seem like a chore. It seems like something that you kind of want to do. So It's always but important. It is. So, yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition is definitely the game that I wish I had more time to play. Uh, Jordan, J-Rock. This one's tough. I'm torn a little bit, but I'm going to go with Dragon Age Inquisition. No, I'm, no. I'm going to go with the game I red boxed, um, which I do that a lot, and sometimes I just oh, take I it back because I run out of time, and I just haven't gotten back to it yet. But I really want to, um, and that is I'm not. What are you? What are you? That's a you. A you. A you for what? Unity. Unity. Not for Unity. No. Uh, for me, it is Murdered Soul Suspect. Oh, me too. Oh. I, did that come out that year? That came out I was in looking 2014. Through, I was looking yeah. through the list, and I, yeah, that's another one that would be on the list for me. I like that game. Murdered Soul Suspect was a lot of fun. It was a really good story. It had a good pair of main characters, and I know it got kind of... It got a, and it, it's from uh, Swift, right? Yep. That was Kim, Kim Swift. Swift's new... Yeah. It was her new game, and... It was a huge flop. Nah, it was a huge flop. Nah. Critically, it wasn't the best received. Critically, it was like 60, 70 out of 100. But the biggest complaint was against the gameplay not really being there. And I think with a story game, it's like, that's not a big deal. You know what? It was fun to play that. And it's just a matter of, I rented it. um, And then I think I went home for the weekend. And I wasn't taking my 360. You're going home. You're going to do stuff anyway. So I returned it. And I just never got back to it. But I I still would like to finish that mystery. Here's the issue. Me too. But here's the issue I have with games like that. That game, I actually did something I hate that I've done a couple times, and that is ended up owning the red red box copy. Ah. Ended up spending oh, sixty tisk, freaking tisk. bucks for that fucking thing. Uh, for the you know, I mean, a game that was I think forty, and then even less. Like it's, it's like it's on sale. Yes, no, this was a while ago. But, oh, I know, but yeah, still, know, but, but yeah, fast drop, very fast drop. But um, the thing about that game is, every time I look at it and I think I'm going to play this, I think about ten TV shows that I want to watch too, <laughs> and I think like. You know, it, because it's a lot like a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's a story. You're basically watching a movie. It's a little more interactive than that. But at the same time, it's like I have all these shows I want to watch that are so amazing. 
and then there's this, which is you know a little bit interactive, but you're really just watching a show. Yeah. So it's a that's the problem is that you know like everyone had the problem of the mechanics aren't compelling enough. Uh, the game, but but the story's great. It just needed a little more time in the oven. I think that game needed to bake a little more fully. Fair enough. Here's a this is actually that you reminded me of uh, is a small category. And we can do it really quick if if there's that's no fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's sort of a slight step aside from you know wish you'd played more of. This is the game I wish I'd played at all because there were some games. I mean, a lot of them that I I would have liked to at least tried. And I just didn't see the point. Or I didn't have the money for it, or I didn't yeah, get yeah, a chance yeah. to get around to it. And I had a couple of these. For me, the one I really wish I had gotten around to playing is uh, Hitman Go on the iPad, Okay, believe it or not. This is a game that came out, and it was very much a strategy game where you play the Hitman, and they're like little figures, um, and you've got a a grid board with like a house or a compound or whatever, and they follow their set paths, and you have to like find a way to sneak around behind them, and you just... It board gamifies slash appifies... Hitman. And it apparently did it really well. All the reviews yeah. were really solid. Like 95s, yeah. People was... loved the game. It was a great puzzle, and, and just the idea of it sounded so intriguing. I wish I'd gotten a chance to play Hitman Go. Uh, now that I have an iPad Mini, if it's compatible, I I will probably download it One of the ones point. that I have that I feel that way about is that game that came out uh, on iPad uh, that was really beloved. You told me about it at one point, about like hacking into computer screens. and uh, Oh, Republic. Yeah. Repu- Republic. Republic. Yeah. That was one of the ones I really want to get to. I also would have liked to play Deus Ex The Fall. Uh, and actually, Deus Ex, the uh, director's cut of Deus Ex Human Revolution, actually came out in 2014, I believe. and uh, Or maybe it just did on another system. No, I think only the Wii U did. Yeah. But either way, I want to get back to that whole universe, and I hope that whatever's coming for that is going to be cool. I guess it would be mine. Uh, mine is Murdered Soul Suspect. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, when you guys were talking about it, I was like, man, I forgot about that game. Yeah. I really want to play yeah. that game. So did a lot of people. So oh, oh I know like, one, too. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, no uh, uh, Ace Attorney versus Phoenix Wright. Yeah. I really wanted to play it and didn't. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, no problem. Um, yeah, it's definitely Murder Soul Suspect. I remember when I saw it, I was like, this is really kind of neat. You play a ghost, you're trying to figure out, you know, murdered you and everything. And I, I like stories that are like that. So yeah. I thought that I was like, oh, well, this is a video game version of that. I hope I enjoy it. And... I think I, I... I definitely think you would. I, yeah, I think I would. I yeah. think I was really shy to gun-shy to get it because it kept getting such terrible reviews. But I think at this point, I just need to get over that and just be like, yeah, I'll play it, and if I like it, I like it. If yeah. I didn't, I didn't. Whatever. I mean, I would say first on your list should be now. Evil Within, you know? Yeah, Evil Within is definitely first on my list. But um, but to, to actually even play it all would be uh, it'd be Murdered Soul Suspect. Because I remember I was really excited for that game, and then I can't believe that I forgot about it till you two were just talking about it. I was like, oh, that game came out. Oh, my God. That game... Awesome. All right, so uh, I guess this big brings us to the the top. Yeah, the, let's the, and let's yeah, the crop. Let's do it. The top three. Uh, we'll do three, two. Go our honorable mentions, and then hit number one. So. Awesome. I think we're back to you starting, Kelsey. I'm sure. Yeah, you, you can start. Number three, start. game number of the year. Three game of the year. I already talked about it a little bit because it was my most surprising game. But Hearthstone, Hearthstone is definitely my three game of the year. It's not because. You know, it's a compelling story because it does. It's a card game. It's not because of what, whatever. Uh, it's just because I sunk so much time yeah. into Hearthstone, yeah. and just every time I think back to it, like I'm like I like fondly think back to it, and just I'm always back think, to it. You mean an hour and a half ago? An when hour you were and a half ago last? when I was playing it. I mean, whatever. Uh, no, or watching I, someone on Twitch or play watching it. Someone on Twitch play it. <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, I, I always think back to I think of uh, all the fun I had with it. I think of like new de- I, when I get really into it. I'm like, oh man, I wonder if this card and this card, and I, I build a deck around that, and it's really fun, and it's just something that uh, it's I'm 
always think about it in some little way, and it's definitely a game that I sunk a lot of time into, and I had a lot of fun playing, and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed. So, that's okay. my number three game. Awesome. For me, uh, there was some list switching, even, even as we were recording. Uh, I really thought about it, and the more I went, and uh, number three for me... There's a little bit of a sad story at the end of this, but no, uh, I hate sad. Stories. I thought the evil, the, the bad stuff was over after we got I done. This is a minor bell. It's a minor bell. All right, curve. all right. This is a bell curve. The curve, like, ugh, it lagged for it's a, a second. It's a bell curve within a bell curve. Uh, it stalled out. Ran out of gas. No, uh, for me, the number three is Persona Q: Shadow of the Labyrinth. Oh wow, wow. Um, that's kind of year it was. No, no, it, <laughs> it's a very good game. I love Persona really? Q. I know you... Oh, you love Persona Q. I thought you were going to say I love Persona. I love Persona 4. Um, and what's great about Persona Q is it's the Etrian Odyssey dungeon crawl, which I've never really gotten into. Uh, the first-person perspective. See, in my mind, when I think first-person perspective, I, I always get that terrifying thought of those old Nintendo, original NES games that had the first person where the screen would, like, jaggedly shift and it would, like, redraw itself. Like it's Daggerdale like, yeah. or whatever that uh, those, those D&D ones were. And like uh, Shadow Gate, yeah, stuff so, like that. that. Uh, it's Ultima, just, yeah, and people uh, love that, and and more power to them. Yeah, but no, 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 no offense, but yeah. Persona Q, no, I love the dungeon crawling in this. It is so much fun. The combat is is tough as nails. It's appropriate to Persona. All like a bunch of the classic Persona monsters are there, and that makes you know, makes me feel like going home again, getting to hang out. I love the Persona forecast. Like if you want a best all-time gaming cast persona 4 is just so perfect with its cast and getting to mix them with the persona 3 cast uh, getting to pick that you you get to follow which games cast you want as the main protagonists uh, you can pick at the beginning persona 4 or persona 3 as your heroes basically it's also i mean if you're really hardcore it's replayability yeah there's replayability in that there's replayability in the fact that there's like 14 15 playable characters but you can only have up to five in your party at a time wow um you know great very variety in all out attacks Hmm? All out attacks. All out attacks are there. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I can't mean, believe that they've integrated all the things that are great about Persona into that Etrian Odyssey format. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. Um, and what's great about it beyond that is it it's just fun to play. It's like really easy to pick up. And the, the Etrian Odyssey quality of having to draw your own maps and you know like chart the dungeon. Yeah, it gives it that one more step feel. Like, that's something a game like that needs. Because your dungeon dives are going to be pretty long, but it's the sense where you're like, all right, do I quit now? All right, let me just, let me map out one more room. Yeah. Or, or let me let me map out this side hallway. Maybe there's a treasure chest. Oh, there is. Maybe there's a secret passage. I can get to that. And it, it just builds its dungeons, its floors, so beautifully that you want to keep going until you are literally going to bleed out and die and game over. Because it is a, it's a strict, you die, game over type of game. Yeah. Um, which so is Persona 4. Uh, so I'm used to that. Uh, the the sad part is that I got the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. Um, and the thing I forgot is that map data is not saved to the card in that game. It's saved to your SD card. Oh, no. So when I loaded up Persona Q for the first time, I was like, all my maps are gone. Um, but aren't those from dungeons you've already done? It's dungeons I've already done, so that was the big... The biggest problem was in the current dungeon I'm in. Um, because you get, there's a special chest on each floor that only opens when you've, well, you can pay, pay coins to open it, but it only opens when you've completely, uh, searched the map, like you've stepped everywhere you can step. Uh. Um, and so it was a little bit of a bummer. Like I said, very small bump, yeah. very tiny, tiny, bump. tiny bump in the bell curve. Uh, but it was a bummer to lose my map, but I've been re, I, you know, I'm re, re, I redrew the map and I'm moving forward and. It's just it's okay because you got to grind in that game anyway. So right, I right. got to re-explore the dungeon and fight right. things. Um, it's also got a really great indicator system 
which I didn't notice at first because, you know, the encounter rate's pretty high in those games um, by design because mm-hmm. it's a dungeon crawler. Right. But there's this light icon that starts, it goes blue, then green, then, like, orange, and then red with a monster picture jumping out of it, and that tells you how soon you're going to be in a fight again. So you, you kind of can prepare awesome. and go, okay, I can probably get to here, or I could use a, a Goho a M now um, to get out <laughs> because Persona has great item names. Um, the skits are great where you get to see them. Inter- There's just so much about Persona Q I'm loving as a huge Persona fan and just as a great game fan. So for me, that's my number three of the year is Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All righty. Um, my number three uh, is... Uh, Boy, I love this game. Um, a lot of people might know that. Um, well, I'm just gonna just say it because uh, I was gonna I was gonna relate it to another game, but that's not really that relatable. Um, Mercenary Kings is my number three. Okay. Um, this is a, this is a. Uh, I mean, it's such a great game. I, I I couldn't speak of it highly enough. Um, it is. It it's like a cross between like like Minecraft, I believe it or not, in its collectible and um, and uh, crafting system for all your weapons and guns. Um, or, or more, you know what it's probably more like? It's probably more like Terraria, because it's like, it's two dimensions. Right. Okay. Um, but it's a side-scroller. And one of my all-time favorite games of all time, if you go back to like 8-bit era, is Contra. Mm-hmm. I love Contra. And it's, it, until Mercenary Kings, there wasn't a game that made me have as much fun as I had playing like the original Contra. Uh, not even Contra 4, you know, or Contra 3, or any... I mean, the original Contra just had such a fun time just going and shooting things, ducking when they shoot you, popping back up to shoot them, getting different angles. But the best part is collecting uh, things. Like, certain guys will drop platinum shards. Certain guys will drop wood. Certain uh, super enemies will drop a coil. And then, like, you use those items to build up your guns. And then you get to buy better guns. But even better than that is you buy the parts of the guns. You, you craft the parts of the guns. But then you can mix and match them. That so you cool. can have a gun that looks crazy. You know what I mean? That's, like, got a wooden body with, like, a, a toilet plunger uh, scope. <laughs> and, like, a, and like a, 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 just crazy stuff. You know what I mean? And a squirrel for a, for a stock, you know? And, and, it, and it shoots different ways. And it can shoot jaggies. And there are certain ones that actually shoot through the environment, so you can, which is a huge benefit. There's certain ones that bounce. There's certain ones that are armor piercing, so that they can, you know, it's just, it's just really, really cool. There's so much diversity and fun, and on top of all that, the mechanics are tight, and that's what's important. That game just plays super tight and super well. When you shoot somebody, and they, it's just, you know, it's great. One of the biggest, uh, this is, a, this is kind of a tangent, but it relates to that. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest successes I think of the past year is that. Sony said they were going indie with their lineup and they were going to be the indie kings, and they they are the indie kings as far as yep. consoles goes. Yeah, whether the game's released on PC or not, if it was an indie game and it was exclusive, it was on PS4. Yes. There were very little on the one that was exclusive, but like PS4 is the kingdom of indie games. It really year. is. And looking at, like looking at the list for this year, there's even more great indie games coming. Yeah, they really they are rocking, what, they are doing, practicing what they preach on the indie games. Uh, on the flip side, they had almost no first party. The only one that I played, uh, which might have made the list, I mean, it was fairly fun, but it wasn't. It just wasn't quite good enough for my list. Was um, uh, in 
Infamous. Infamous. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, Infamous. Uh, I don't even remember the Second Sun. Second Sun. Yeah, I, I can Last Light, Last Light, Last Light because that yeah. that DLC that came out. But that's a really fun game. But like, there's that. And now there's the Order. But generally speaking, they have almost no first per- first party uh, exclusive. It's growing. Titles. It's a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. But like, you know, I think they're the only ones getting uh, the new title from the guy who did. Uh, uh, oh, the witness. The witness, right? Yeah, from, right. From, uh, I love how I can look and you actually can read my mind sometimes. <laughs> um, that's great. The sign of a good uh, podcast uh, duo. Uh, duo, exactly. With 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 you know Kelsey. <laughs> with, with guests, I'm here. Kelsey Hi. being very uh, notable. You're, you're a frequent guest. I, read my mind better. I, what? What? We've been friends for seven years. I can do it pretty well. Oh, something's starting up here. Something's starting up. Come right, below. All right. Anyway, anyway. Um, yes, there's a lot of really good. Um, Games and a lot of them were free too. Like you know, you got to play them like on PS4. Like you know, when you're PlayStation Plus, like that's how I played Mercenary Kings. Is mm-hmm. It was it was a downloadable free game for PlayStation Plus. I mean, I paid for it by being a Plus member. But I mean, to get that free, I mean, really one of the biggest best things about last year, actually, if I had to say one trend I liked the most from 2014, and there weren't many, but the one that I really liked was that was getting new games free on day one. Yeah. And and you know being that happened on Xbox One with as well. Guacamelee, yeah. crazy with Guacamelee and a lot of other games, but especially Chariot, which was a fun yeah, game Chariot. that we we have really played. enjoyed Chariot. That would be an honorable co-op mention. Uh, we re- Jordan and I really enjoyed that. We haven't played again. It could also fit in the category of games we, <laughs> we played, played more. more. I considered it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but um, but anyway, so uh, Mercenary Kings. I think everybody should play that game if you love games that are just viscerally fun to play and super addictive as far as crafting and leveling. That's a great game to play. It's also a great game to play if you want a game where you that you can play um, and do something else, like listen to a podcast or have a TV show on in the background. Well, only if you can only listen to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to listen to something like a book on tape or a podcast, it's a great mindless thing to do with your hands. So. All right. So Let's next go. up will be our number two game of the year, and I guess that comes back to me. Um, for my number two game of the year. And for me, this one was not hard. Uh, there were two top games for me this year, uh, very clearly. Um, and number two for me was Child of Light from Ubisoft. Uh, they had a very... They've had... Ubisoft, like, okay, Watch Dogs aside, ignore Watch Dogs. Child of Light was the, the game they should have been championing this year. Because, you know, it's beautiful. The UB art engine is a wonderful thing. It is. Uh, they've they've proven that with the Rayman games and oh, game uh, is... oh. Child of Light and uh, the the Great War Valiant Hearts the Great War. Um, they're doing wonderful. Which things. I can't believe we haven't played you and I. I know that's that that would also be one that I could say. Yeah, I wish you I both played. need to play that. That game is amazing. You need to get on that. Get on that. Put it on the um, list. But Ch- Child of Light is just so much fun. Like it, it's it, super fun. It works so well at being this... This was close to being on my list. I know. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it was just a great RPG. I didn't want to stop playing it. The The story is not super Although it has a really detailed. good twist at one point. Yeah, it has really a really good, good twist. It has a good twist. Um, it does something you don't see a lot in games as far as your party goes and, and what, what you expect from your party members. It goes really cool fantasy places. It's got great quests for your each of your teammates that let you get to know them. Um, the combat system is really fun, and it is simplistic. It's not the most detailed, in-depth RPG ever. It's Although not... it has mechanics that work very well with one another, and it does have enough. It does make it such that uh, the leveling of your characters, for me, one of the most important things about a good RPG, no matter how simple or complex it is, mm-hmm. is it fun to level and choose skills. That is super important for me. Going back to the Sphere Grid in Final Fantasy X, 
or uh, or, or a lot of other games that just I'm not thinking of right now. Mm-hmm. Being able to choose which which skills I want to level up and which way I want to focus my characters and building them out, being satisfying is super important. And that yeah, game and really nails that. You, and it fits what it is. It doesn't need to be an overly complex Dark Souls monster hunter type of RPG. It fits the story it's telling, which yeah. is a fairy tale. It's beautiful and it should, looking. You know, it's a great game that you know you want. If I had you know ten to twelve year olds yeah. that I knew, and I was like, they wanted to get into RPGs, they'd be like, you should play. Child. Everyone should play Child of Light. It's just a beautiful product. Yeah. Um, it, it it was just so much fun. Also, another thing that game does really well that a lot of games don't do well, like pre sequel doesn't do well, is that I mean they're they're drastically different games. But Child of Light really nails each area looking like its own unique area. Like they all look unique and special. Like it yeah, felt I can very diverse world. Even it was, though it was yes. very fairy like, the whole thing, it, fairy taleish, there was the water area and the sky area and the, the uh, forest area and the and there, desert area, like Egyptian tomb area and, yeah, the, the, and the castle area. And the, the mountains gl- were beautiful. Beautiful there was mountain area, waterfalls and, and rainbows. A whole and, giant mountain dude yeah. you could go in the mouth of. And it, it gave you slight Metroid things, not super in depth. But there were areas though. you could go back Enough, to, though. yeah, find new secrets, which really, which added to the. I mean, it adds about four hours to replayability uh, on it. Yeah, it's just Back-tracking. it's a wonderful package. Um, and as far as games, it could have also been a surprising game because I wasn't really expecting as much from it. I thought it would be really fun to play, but it 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 just was an amazing yeah, experience. It really and was. I wish I could have it for the first time again. And isn't that the mark of a good game? It really I mean, is. It is. It so, is. Child of Light, my number games. two game. Awesome. Rich, what do you got at number two? Uh, for number two, for me, and I and I I feel I feel like it's okay to do this because of the fact that there was a uh, DLC that came out uh, for the first time, I believe, was in 2014, and then this game came out later in the year, incorporating that DLC and a game from earlier, and that is uh, Diablo 3. Uh, oh. Ultimate Evil Edition. Ultimate Evil Edition. was yeah. on my short list. Yeah. yeah. This game... That's what, that, that's what I decided not to go with it for. Yeah. But I, I don't begrudge. Yeah. I mean, that would be the only way you could, you could discount it, because, man, that game's great. It's full of content. It's incredibly fun. The adventure mode is awesome. But just, like, for a guy who never played Diablo before, Diablo 3, and then I obviously sold that and got Ultimate Evil once that was an option, because, and, and, I, and I was able to, uh, to, to move my characters into it. Um, and and pick up right where I left off, which was amazing. Um, I try all the, the new class is cool. I tried just different classes. I love the new content. I still love my um, my girl. Uh, what what is she? The uh, monk. My monk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that that character class. But there's other classes are really fun. I played the wizard up to like level twenty or twenty five. Uh, it just adds so much cool stuff, and it and it shows me like. How much fun you can have doing like repetitive stuff, like I, I mean, just like killing stuff over and over again is super fun when you do it right. When you have like great stuff to be leveling up and getting, I love the weapon system in that game. But more than anything, and it was like this for Diablo three, but even more so for Ultimate Evil Edition. Just the package is amazing of what you get in that game for sixty dollars. It's just insane. Um, and I just had, I, I mean, sheerly fun wise, I just had more fun playing that game. Oh, and co op with my friends with Jordan and with with. Uh, uh, another couple friends of mine that played it over at my house. Even local co-op is great. It, Online co-op is great. It's tons of fun. That was another game where I was like, I wish I'd played more of it last year and actually played it co-op. We all three have it. I don't know why we haven't played. I know, right? That's we a gotta, great point. It, we do need to at some point play. Rock through some more. I'm ready for that. Diablo. I'm ready for that. I think it's I'm been not... a couple months since I really dug into it. Yeah. And I'm like, I wanna, I'm getting that itch to get back to it. Yeah, let's do that in the next couple weeks. 
I'm sure. down for that. Yeah. Hopefully, our biggest problem has been that Xbox, the, the few times we've tried one, we've had trouble connecting audio-wise, but We're hopefully gonna get it'll it be bit. fixed. Yeah, I'm hoping. Anyway, my number two, uh, uh, with a bullet, or with a, with a, with a, uh, staff. With a staff. <laughs> with a staff <laughs> slash. With a staff slash? <laughs> Three wizard, jump wizard with quarter staff. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, is uh, Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition. All right, Kelsey, your number two game right. of the year. My number two game of the year. It's a Telltale game because Telltale has hit it out of the park with most of the games, but the one that stands out is The Wolf Among mm-hmm. Us. That's not surprising given your favorite character. I know, right? What? My favorite character and the game is that game that there. good? Because I only it played the first couple. It is that good. Oh my goodness. It's really fun because as someone who's read the Fable comics, I was kind of worried because I was kind of like... Oh, maybe they'll pick a storyline that I already know, and it'll be boring. Yeah. But it's not. It's bef- it, it takes place before the comic books. It's you meet totally new characters who you haven't seen. At least I haven't seen yeah. before. And it, it, it's just yeah. I play as Big B Wolf, and it's so awesome. Oh my god! I don't know. Like I'm like shaking. <laughs> I love that game so much. Wow. I'm surprised not I, like the fact that it's not my number one game is because my number one game is awesome. But anyways, uh, the Wolf Among Us. It's beautiful. It nails all the characters. Like, when when I see all the characters, I'm like, that's exactly how I imagine that character yeah. being. And it's just Telltale just knocks it out of the park and makes you feel things. Like, every time you end an episode, you're just like, oh, my heart, oh, and let's you want to keep going and just keep figuring out the, the what happens at the end. And it's just... And, oh. and let's... Uh, people's outcomes, you know? Yeah, people's outcomes. And let's, and let's hand it to Telltale just for the very idea of making that game. Of going with oh, fables. Indeed. I mean, nobody was grabbing as great a license as it is. Nobody was grabbing up that license, and Telltale had the vision and the insight to grab that license and make that game. I when I heard that Telltale was picking it up, I was both really excited and really yeah, nervous because yeah. I was kind of like, I was a little apprehensive. How do you pull that off right? Yeah, how do you pull that off right? These are characters that I love and that I know, and I'm like, so if you don't pull it off right, I'm going to be like, well, that's upsetting. It's going to be like it's, it's going to be, be like a sore thumb sticking yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no. Uh, I love it so much that I probably will like probably delete all my save data and play it again, do different, take different paths, and see how it ends up. Because first off, episode five, the, the, the there's a the, the the way episode five ends and just how that whole like the cul- culminates and it's just oh I get I'm it's getting geniusly it's designed getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was so much fun. It was so great. It's fantastic. Play it if you haven't played. I it. I gotta play it. You need to yeah, play it's it. It's on the list. I played the first <laughs> chapter and a little bit of the second. I need to play more. You need to play I'm more. Getting to it, it's gonna happen. It may for me now that you said this. I mean, if you're, it was almost your number one of the year, I mean, I mean, you have to do that next. You need no. It's it's fantastic. I love that game so much. I still awesome. need to finish the Walking Dead season two. I still haven't even started that. Oh well, t- is it done? Yeah, the season two. It's been done for months. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that brings us to honorable mentions. I guess. All right. Who's starting this one? Uh, this will be on you for starting. Okay. So all hit right. us with all your honorable mentions. Yeah, I just have a couple uh, that I'm just going to go through relatively quickly. Uh, one of them is Child of Light. I already <laughs> sort of chimed in on why I love that game. Another one is Danganronpa. Um, I had some issues with just the fact that it's so very similar and not as good um, to 999 and uh, Virtue's sure, Last I mean, Reward. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg there? Was one inspired by another? I mean, it's just, they're both visual novels and 999's better. But Rope is a great game. It's super fun. I love the trials. The honorable mention for the trials alone. They're genius. That, so much fun. So, so fun. Um, my, uh, my, my, my real honorable mentions are two. Uh, one of them is Shovel Knight. Um, I love that game. I love uh, 
taking out the bosses was so fun. I love that it wasn't too difficult. It has a hard mode, but playing through it the first time was challenging, but not like Mega Man hard. Mm -hmm. But it was similar to Mega Man. And I love, I just love that game. I found it incredibly fun, incredibly addictive and rewarding. I just really love Shovel Knight. Did you guys play that? Did you like that? I didn't, but I am surprised no one brought it up for music, because I heard the music in that game is Yeah, fantastic. actually, that, that is a great game as far as music goes. Was Shovel it anywhere near your fun. list? Uh, Yeah, it was fairly near my list. It, it, was, it was tough to... Yeah, it was a big there, of the seven I had. It was on there. It just didn't make my top three. Okay, um, and then um, my uh, my my last honorable mention is Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, this is a game that it had it has no right to be on my top three list at all. But it is a game that I played a lot of and that I enjoyed a lot, especially the murder mysteries. And it gives me hope that next year or this year when uh, Assassin's Creed is at victory. Comes Victory out. is the yeah, current yeah. subtitle. Uh, the the one that takes place in England. I'm hoping it has Sherlock Holmes, and I'm hoping it has Mad Mysteries, or maybe not Sherlock Holmes, but maybe Arthur Conan Doyle, or some <laughs> yeah. some real character that that could be a Sherlock Holmes sort of you know impl- whatever mm-hmm. something awesome about mysteries in England. I mean, this game gave me hope for what that could be. Also, it's not much talked about because the story was pretty good, but not amazing. The co-op was pretty good, but not amazing. Uh, the world was maybe a little bit better looking. Than any Assassin's Creed that had come hey, before, but not really. Beauty's only skin deep, though they didn't have skin half the time. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the game started out buggy. All right, it was um, a rough launch. It was a rough launch. It was so. a rough November <laughs> as far as launch. Yes, yeah, it, really it, it was. But I mean, uh, all all things considered, um, it, it was. A, it, there's a lot of things they did in that game to refine the formula that I think will finally come to glory in in future iterations. Uh, for example, there's a there's an Assassin's Creed subtitle right there, Assassin's Creed Glory or iterations. Get on that Ubisoft. Yes, victory and glory. Um, but no, the uh, so like it's almost like I'm hoping Assassin's Creed Unity will be to Assassin's Creed Victory what Assassin's Creed Three was to Assassin's Creed Four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that rougher version, but introduced a lot of great ideas that got really fleshed out with a better story in the next game. So that's what I'm hoping, because there's a lot of refinements that Assassin's Creed Unity did, and it made the traversal better, and it had some really cool ideas, and how it and it was smoother than ever before, and a little bit prettier. Not much, but a little prettier than ever before. So I uh, that was an honorable mention for me, especially just because I enjoyed it. enjoyed sure. playing it a lot. Very good. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it for me. Kelsey, you were struggling on this, so what did you come up with? Was Well, I mean, because they've all been talked about for the most part, but Child Lights on right. my honorable yeah. mention, and we've already talked about it. It's a beautiful didn't game. It didn't make your main list. It did Still not surprises make me. My you were in love list. with that game. I was in love with that game. That game made me cry. Speaking of games, it made me cry. Valiant Hearts is also on my honorable <laughs> mentions list. That game made me ball hysterically. I love that game, though. What happens when you think of a dog laying its head down? Oh my god, it hurts me so bad. Oh, no, but it's not dead. It's that trailer no, made you that cry. Trailer, that trailer makes you cry every time. If you can watch as that trailer. As long as the dog doesn't die, I can deal. Crying, I, you're, you have no heart. As long as the dog doesn't die, the dog, I'm cool. You're fine. The dog does not die. Spoilers. Um, we, that's the dog fine. is fine. Everybody's happy to hear that, I'm sure. Uh, but um, Valiant Hearts, it's a beautiful game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's really fun because each character kind of has a different play style, which is, you know, it's a very simple play style, but it's something that. You know, gives a little bit of variety to it. Um, and it's just overall a beautiful game, just like Child of Light. And that's really, I mean, Diablo 3. Oh, yeah. wow, games I wish I played, Jordan. You forgot Bayonetta 2. That's true. That one's harder to say because I just don't have a Wii U yet. I mean, there's yeah. a lot on Wii U. Yeah, that play. opens a whole other. yeah. Um, 
Like, I forgot about Assassin's Creed Unity. That would be on my list of games I wish I had played. Yeah. There were some Wii U games when I was looking for uh, what game I'm most anticipating for this year for after we get through the list that I was like, well, it's still on Wii U. To yeah. Like Wii U, I'm yeah. kind of... Eh, we'll see, right? That. Okay. But anyway, my honorable mentions... I'm sorry, did I cut you off there? No, no, I'm done. I'm okay. all done. My honorable mentions, uh, first one is Shovel Knight. <laughs> uh, I, I loved Shovel Knight. It was a lot of fun, and... It, 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 it was it was like I played it ridiculously for two weeks and I, I played through the game and I played through it again on hard mode mm-hmm. and I just had a great time playing it. And I'm going to rebuy it for my new 3DS when the Plague Knight DLC comes out because the Plague Knight DLC is free, so I don't mind paying 15 again because yeah. it's going to be... How much is it going to be, the Plague Knight? It's free. No, but what is How much content? Oh, it's supposed to be like a whole new campaign oh, with like wow. new bosses and oh a new God. game style with Plague Knight. I need a new 3DS now. You do it's 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 there are a lot of, you haven't had a 3ds at all so you got I a whole not, library yep. to just dig into um but yeah That's shovel awesome. knight so much fun if you haven't played it, it 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 is definitely worth picking up um my second honorable mention this was originally my number three and i switched it because i was going i gotta give it to persona q but uh for me my second honorable mention i guess you could say is my number four of the year is uh d4 so it's appropriate kind of um, oh man, that's not. I am really surprised that that didn't make his list. I am. It was I can't on there till that... today. I know it was on there till today. I knew it was on there till today. And I just had to go with which one. It, it Persona Q just beats it out. I hate to say that I do, but D four is great. I mean, it's it's a very it's a razor thin margin on this. Okay. Um, ask me again next week. I might have flip flopped again, but D four. It was just great. It was it was the, from, it was Swery sixty five, the creator of Deadly Premonition, his new project, and he got to make exactly the weird, strange little trip of game he wanted to make from from the weird cat girl Rebecca Jessica 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 that lives in his apartment to Forrest Kaysen's ridiculous edibility skills and name and name Forrest Kaysen in every game he's wrote, including spy fiction. Um, did we play that yet? Not yet. Oh, we or did we start to or no? We never. No, that did. was that was extermination. Ah, uh, that was weak. Uh, yeah, not. It's great. just too old. It's too old. Uh, but no, D four. The great story, great characters, fun play style. Um, not terrible connect controls. <laughs> Fantastic! I love the connect controls. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, so overall, yeah, D four just honorable mention wise, I loved it. I'm very happy awesome. with it. Uh, so. I think the that big takes... the big rup Kelsey, uh, you're up first, hear right? This. I know. My number one game is D four. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what? right. Number one game D four. Did you know that was coming? I did. I didn't know that was coming. Number one game. Well if we're talking She played the hell out of it. I beat D4. it six times. Oh my god. <laughs> I beat the game. You're not exaggerating. Six times. No, have I you hundred percent it yet six game times. Or score. No, I have two hours I have to play a bit more. I have to play for it, it for two Just, more like, hours. It on. And it was like I know I, I need to at some point, um, but I, I I'm like ninety nine percent or whatever. It's like it's like oh, it's aggravating almost hundred. percent I understand it would be aggravating. It's slightly aggravating, and then I kind of forgot about it. How yes. how long do you have to play? Why do they want ten you to, hours? Why ten do hours. they want you to play for ten hours a game that's like an hour and a half long? I don't know, but you kind of how can you play it six do? times in ten hours? <laughs> it's. I did it in under 10 hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. To be, to be it's a shorter... Saying. I mean, though your first playthrough is going to be your longest. Your first it's going to be, be about three longest. hours. There was a few things that I would run... Like, there was a few things that it was like... I would run through it for certain, like, 
things. Does it, like if that makes yeah, sense? Like other achievements. For, for there's a lot of achievements. There's a lot of achievements. So like you would kind of neglect certain things. Like yeah. if you don't do like if you only do the bare minimum of cases to get by things, it like, gets really really fast. Yeah. But you always want to do all the cases and whatnot. And um, I got it. So replaying it, like so replaying you could get through it in a half hour, potentially the whole game or forty five minutes, but you wouldn't. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, you can get by it really fast. And I, I played it through uh, a few. I played it through basically mainly with the controller, but I did play through it once with the Kinect controls. And it actually, I played through the entire game just with the Kinect controls. It actually was a lot of fun, and it was very intuitive. And there's certain action sequences where you literally have to like, like David Yen's running, and you have to like pump your arms like you're running, and you have to jump, and you put your hands over your head and stuff like that. And it was really fun, and it's a lot easier, by the way. If you're going for those achievements, do it with your body, do it with the connect. It's a lot easier. <laughs> do it with your body, with Kelsey you. Lair. Well, do that's it with cool. your body, that's Kelsey smart. Lair, 2015. That's smart. If they're going to uh, have connect, connect, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, it's really smart that he encourages you to use it. By making the mini games easier with it, because and, that is the opposite of every other game that ever used. Not Kinect. only that, but the Kinect controls are so much fun because you do the motions that he does. Like there's, whenever he goes back in time, he puts his hand over his face and he kind of looks through it and he goes like that. You literally do that. That's what you do. You, whenever you want to go back in time, you like go like you pump your arm and then you go like this and you put your hand up over your face and he does it too. And you're awesome. like, I did it. Look it, and it happened. And it was really cool because it was like it's not like I wave my hand from my hand yeah. or I put my hands up. You you're literally or I going went, yeah or I went like yeah. that. You're literally yeah. going through the motions that he's going through. So it was a lot of fun. That's and cool. the connect controls are very intuitive, although don't have anything behind you. I had a balloon behind me and it kept a <laughs> balloon. That balloon kept stealing my thunder, literally. Like it'd be like, Oh, you want to change controls? And I'm like, No, balloon down. But D four, it's so much fun. Everyone who has an Xbox One should have it because it was free. And if you don't, go buy it because it's great and it's sweary-tastic. It's just so good and I loved it. Sweary-tastic. Sweary-tastic. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Well, I mean, I I say that that, that's deserving. You played it six times. I did play it six times. Deserving. (laughs) Even if it's only two and a half hours long. (laughs) (laughs) My brother thought I was insane. He he would be like, you're playing it again? I was like, yes, it's so good. I I know the feeling. It's like that episode of Full House. (laughs) Where Stephanie first gets her glasses. <laughs> I must have watched it 30 times in a row until my parents pried the tape out of my hand. Uh, childhood. All right. I guess it's me. It's you, unless you want me to go first. Uh, No, I, I can do it. All right. Do it. Bite the bullet. You know, I want... I can't believe it's not D4. I, I know exactly what it is, and I'm a little like, I'm waiting. I didn't... I mean, look. No, I haven't I heard about this game in a long-ass time, either. Right? Here's the thing. What's the I thing, George? I wanted there to be, like... Because this game is transcendent. It is the best game ever made. It is the best game of all time. But is it the best game of 2014? That's like... It's almost it's almost transcendent. I was like, well, maybe I should just eliminate it from the running. If there'd been a game that was worth talking about as the best game of the year. But you know what? No. The best game of 2014... And all time. Is the best story of 2025. Earth Defense Force E-D-F. 2025. E-D-F. EDF. Best game of the year. I spent... I've already played, like, close to 100 hours of this game. And I've got so much more to do. I love EDF. Unabashedly. Like, the first EDF... or Well, not the first EDF. The first one released in America. 2017. Just a blast. And this one brings so much... Insect Armageddon, yo. Let's not rewrite history. It brings a lot of the bad ideas. He's just going to glaze right He really did ignore me. It brings a lot of the good ideas that were executed poorly in Insect Armageddon to the front with good leveling and a great weapon system and four classes that are 
all different levels of fun to play and great new insects to fight and new aliens and it's just amazing. I the love Terrace. Earth Defense Force. Great co-op too, right? Great co-op, That's yes. Important. Probably the best co-op game of the year, really. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I love Earth Defense Force. I can play it. If, if if we needed a game to play for an hour, it'd be like, let's play two or so missions of Earth Defense Force. Because it's probably going to take us 30 minutes to get past some of these assholes. <laughs> um, that's how that game works. And I just, I you know, it's it stud rich when I put it as my best game of all time earlier this year. And you know what? I don't even care. It's amazing. Earth Defense Force 2025. Yeah, like, for you out there in listener land. Can't you just hear, like, the way he's saying it? Like, he may say it's not a guilty pleasure, but he says it with this... It's pure pleasure! <sighs> I love it! There's something about it where I just... I don't know. I can't I can't believe that, it, that like, you really have that much respect for it. It's amazing! I just can't believe it. I mean... It's it, so it, playable! I, everything you're saying and doing makes, it, makes me believe you, but it's just hard. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, just because the game is so uh, rudimentary... In a lot of ways. Greater than the sum of its parts. Maybe so. It'd have to be. It would have to be. It's... mm. Earth Defense Force 2025. No, I mean, there's no doubt that I know you love that game. Um, And I, you know, I can respect what it does. It's pure gameplay. I'll tell you what, it's a lot of content. And it's a great story. Like, the narrative parts It is not a great story. No, it is. No, it's fantastic. (laughs) No, it's not a great story. Come on. No, it's it's so cheesecake and fantastic. I love it. Uh, you would do. I pick Deep Blue. Goddesses of the Sky. Great story. The Wing Divers. The Goddesses of the Sky. No, they've been brought down. <laughs> what? what? I love Eric Defense Force. I mean, you could say that that's funny dialogue. No, it's fantastic. A great story. I get, you get caught up. You do. You do. With you're, ju- you're lying. I can see the way you're saying it sarcastically. <laughs> I'm not. No, you get caught up. You do. I do not buy that. I wanted to keep playing. In you got caught up in, their, in the drama of what they were going Retarious. through. Genuinely, Retarious. you really like you feel felt bad. for that dude on the screen. <laughs> Look, you've got the doctor who's like working his ass off to try and stop the You're bugs. joking. I can and tell. When, when you... <laughs> Look, is it goofy? Yes, but it's it's great. It's just so much fun. Better story, that or The 100? Well, The 100's a TV show. That's I'm a different just category. I mean, they each have their merits. Oh my god! <laughs> Breaking Bad or that or fucking in, Earth Defense fucking for it. I don't know. Breaking Bad didn't have wing divers. The Bre- Breaking the Bad. Guy. Did Walt ever fight a giant spider? I don't remember that. I don't. Mm. He fought a fly once. That was a good episode. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All now, right. So, yeah, for me, if you've never played it, you should at least give it a shot. Because you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. That's just the way it is with Earth Defense Force. It's just that, it's just that the mechanics are, are somewhat dated and, and rudimentary. I mean, it, there's nothing... It's not like a bad game. I mean, it, you know, from, I'm just saying my perspective. Like, it's not a bad game. I can see why you love it. It's got tons of content. It's super goofy and over the top like a B-movie. It's supposed to be a B-movie, and I get yeah. that. It also has that. bees. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It has everything. Yeah. It, it just works. It's just pure pleasure. It's it's straight. It's like just a shot of of pure dopamine to your brain. Is it really? Yeah. Is it really? That's crazy. Um, All right. We well, should that... play that later. We should. I bought it. You did buy it. I was proud of you. You love fun. Anyway, uh, right. what was your number? Right. My number one is going to be my, my number one is going to be. Uh, I'm going to turn the mic a little bit here for this one. So uh, my number one here is going to be... Let's see how that works. Does that work? Yeah. My number one here is going to be a game that I think I'm going to get a lot of crap from you guys, just like I was giving you crap. Uh, and that is... And, and I and I and this is, again, a product of its year. Unlike your game, mine is a product of its year being my favorite. 
Um, that said, it's definitely the game that I think was the best game of 2014. But an and the asterisk next to it came out in 2014. And the one that I, uh, for the 30 or 35 hours that I put into it, I had probably the most fun. Uh, Destiny. Okay. Um, I'm not going to begrudge you. I know people love that game. That game I has played it. That game now just got up to 14 million players. I heard it has more than World of Warcraft. I'm sure it does. More than WoW. Destiny. Well, that's that's how much of a success. I know it's free to play, so that's a big difference because they're not paying fifteen dollars a month. But that said, they are buying the uh, the uh, DLC pack because you have to be have it to be up to date to be at all competitive. Sure. Um, but anyway, that game, uh, it it really. I'm going to just just say up from the front, it really fucked up on the lore side. It doesn't have a good story yet, but they just hired three lore developers like top guys from like i think one is from uh one is from blizzard and like two are like famous authors in the fantasy and sci-fi genre to build out the lore of that game because obviously the fans are there they love it what makes that game so great is what it what it does accomplish and that is the shooting mechanics are probably the best i've ever felt i love the way that the shooting feels in that game and more than the way it feels to shoot is the impact that the shots make on the enemies. There's three different enemy, like, breeds. Like, you know, like... Oh, you know, like, like, like eight to ten different types of enemies times mm-hmm. three. You know what I mean? Like, races. Races yeah. of enemies. Uh, and each one of them is unique and really fun to kill. Or there are four. There might be four. There's three or four. Um, but they're super, super fun. They all are unique. The, the, the game, it's just like... It, and then also going in there, like, I never had as... I never understood as much why people play MMOs until I played Destiny. Like, I got in there, and, like, all of a sudden, people were, like, joining my fire team, and we were, like, becoming friends quickly. And then, like, going through these... I never played the raids, because I never got that good and that far, but I played everything short of the raids. Like, the... Like the um, the the right up right the thing right it's been a couple months since I played it but the thing right b- below the raids that you do um, the something missions I forget this the something I forget what they're called but they the game is just a joy to play and I went around grinding for stuff and trying to build up my weapons um, I got to like level but first of all you go from level one to twenty normal leveling. And then you get light levels on top of that. And mm-hmm. so you have to actually get certain equipment and then level that equipment. And then that equipment gives you light levels and then you level up that way. Strike missions? Yes. Thank you. The strike missions are super fun, super challenging. It's really easy to die. And if you die, you start over. Like, it's brutal. Um, but but the camaraderie that I felt with the people that I met in that game, um, the how much fun I had with the different classes in that game how much fun it was to level up. And then when you get one of the items you're trying to get or you level them a little further, it's so satisfying. And then there's the hub world and you can buy certain items. Another thing that like let me know what's cool about MMOs, aside from the camaraderie and the, the community, was like there's a certain merchant and he only shows up on the weekends and he offers you like... Some, Zer. Yeah, Zer. Yeah, Zer. And he only sells certain gear on certain weekends and everybody's always pissed at him, but they're always happy to see him at the same time because mm-hmm. he never has quite what they want. They're always like, fuck you, Zer, but then they go back back you know it's one of those love hate kind of things the game is really good at constantly reinforcing you with stuff so it's like ooh, here's an ascendant shard Ooh, here's a really cool gun like right when you're feeling a little like bummed throw some awesome gear at you it's just a beautifully tuned game that needs a story bad you know what i mean and once they get the story in there that game is going to be a masterpiece in my opinion so for me the game it was pretty close between that and uh diablo for me 
because I mean Diablo. I mean it's. I think it's pretty much known that's a masterpiece. But but Destiny is more uh, revolutionary or evolutionary, I should say. And I think that one day it's well. I mean it's got 14 million people playing it. People love that game, and I just think it's a testament that. A lot of the critics were like, you know, it's good, but it's not great. And the reception seemed a little lukewarm, but yet it sold insane numbers. Like, the people have spoken, and they like that game. And I'm one of them. So No, I'm hoping it gets better. Uh, I played the beta, and then I wasn't too impressed by it, so I didn't get it. But I thought definitely as a person, because I played WoW for, what, eight, eight years or whatever, that yeah. I would definitely like it. Um, but So I, I, I hope it does get better, because I'd like to pick it up sometime and play it. Well, just it Eventually, needs, yeah, yeah. we'll play it. Yeah, eventually it'll be worth playing, because it just doesn't have enough content yet. It's only got, like, four planets, which is... Inexcusable, but yeah. Uh, yeah. you do have Peter Dinklage narrating, and, and, he, and it's amazing that you could take Peter Dinklage and like not have him give a good performance. It's like, is that possible? Yes, it is. We'll play Destiny, but I think I think that's. I mean, I don't know how they're going to move on from there or what's going to happen next. You know, I think they had some some kind of a uh, a switch up with the story because I read a really good story. I don't know if it was on IGN or if it was somewhere else online about like some beta testers who played like a year and a half before it came out or a year before it came out and had a totally different story, really complex story about guardians who were no longer guardians because they were no longer touched by the light and they were like this rebel faction and this whole like conspiracy story and all kinds of cool shit that's like that then eight months later when the game came out wasn't in it at all. So they did something with that lore and I my, my conjecture at the time was they didn't want to like give you too much too soon because they're trying to play the slow game, mm-hmm. you know, and, sure. and and or that they just wanted to like play or they weren't happy with the lore and so they wanted to just make it like pretty much lore free or pretty generic until they you know figure out exactly what direction they wanted to go because they know they're onto something. The mechanics are great. The the classes are really fun to play. Though the worlds are good, it's very solid. It, it plays really, really well. Um, the only downside, it has no story, and it doesn't have a good identity yet. But if it gets there, that game has the p- potential to be, you know, as good as Halo ever was. So, oh wow! But plus, but plus the community aspect, uh-huh. you know. So anyway, for the potential for the for the game that it is now, plus the potential it will once, uh, the potential it might once uh, reach. It might wait. May it may yet. It may yet. May yet. Alright, well, the last thing to talk about, and that's our, our, our best games. Um, it didn't turn out as bad as I thought. I was really thinking we were going to have shit to talk about. Well, no, yeah, we got, I mean, it's, what are our best games of the year? D4? D4. Or EDF, and... Destiny. Destiny. There's probably someone who would argue every single one of those picks, vehemently. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? We're happy with them. Yeah. That's what made us happy, and that's that's the joy of gaming. That is the joy um, of gaming. Thank but you. But hopefully 2015 will be a bastion for much better, much more contentious lists. And for that reason, let's talk about what we're excited for. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Why don't you start? I'll start. Let's see. For me, hmm. This was tough, because there's a lot. There's there's five major games. I'll mention a couple of them pretty quickly. Uh Persona 5, I wanted to... Uh, don't know that it's actually going to come I out think, in America. I thought it was going to be... It's oh. out in Japan in 2015, so it oh, might not drop no, till 2016. Yeah. So can't Probably really early 2016, much like... Probably. Did, yeah. um, there's Rise of the Tomb Raider is this year. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh my god! This year. That was, my, was that my game of the year or my runner-up that year? I think it was, was runner-up because yeah. your game of the year... We had That's the one time we've had anything close. We, we actually had the same game of the year. It was this, uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 4. 4. Yeah. Justifiably so. Um, yeah. But it was close. Tomb Raider was very close for me that year. There's, of course, Halo 5 Guardians. I love Halo. Um, and then Rock Band 4 just got announced. I know, which is awesome. I'm super excited about that. 
Um, but this is a game. The timing is great because yeah. everybody's been like, like the guitars are at a premium at the stores. People are just starting to get back into it, being like, "Man, where did where did uh, Guitar Hero go? You know, where did Rock Band go?" Well, just in time, it's back. Yes, very excited for that. But my number one, mo- like, it, it feels again. There's probably going to be a lot of games announced before the year's out that'll be more exciting, and you know what actually gets released this year. There's always that question. It's early in the year, but right now, what? This is a game that is actually going to make me buy a PS3 again. So PS3 again. That alone. PS3? PS3. Um, and that is, finally coming to America years later, is the much vaunted, much pra- highly praised Yakuza 5. It's finally coming across the seas. I love Yakuza 3. I thought it was a great game. Did we, so that way we'll have all of them then? Yeah, they'll all be in America. We're going to have 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I haven't play the whole played thing. 4, but all I've ever heard is that 5 opens it up and makes it even more expansive and more to do and just a great, ridiculously, like, wonderfully play- praised open world with so much to do and so much life and character to it. I love the whole subculture that it explores in Japan. When's it coming, you know? Um, it's supposed to be... It's, it doesn't have a set date yet, but it's supposed to be this year. Voice acting? Uh, I don't know on that front, but I'm okay Cause, if not, because Yakuza 3 and 4 were all in Japanese. Yeah. I didn't mind that two, part. 2, 2. Um, but yeah, Yakuza 5 is a game I was so bummed it wasn't coming. Um, that's why I was okay to sell my PS3. It's one of those games. Is it coming? Oh, it's not. All right. Um, but But it has been confirmed that it's coming. It's been confirmed to be coming to America. Yeah. Wow. Um, so Yakuza 5, I can't wait to play that finally because I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, people rave about that game and it always bummed me out. It's like, oh great, we get the weird vampire one, but we don't get that. (laughs) Yeah. Or whatever. Cool. Um... Uh, okay, let me give you mine then. Um, mine are very simple. Um, the, there's two games that are out now that I want to play, like, really, really bad. And there are two games that are coming out that I want to play really, really bad. The two games that are out already are Dying Light. Cannot wait to play that. Everybody here knows how much I like Dead Island 1 and 2. Yep. Uh, I believe last year or year and a half, whatever that list was, that was were on my best of the year list, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but I love them. And it's all about joy of gaming around here, like you just said. Uh, and then uh, the other one is uh, The Order, 1886. I've heard that it's not that long, but that the part what you do get is the opposite of Destiny in that it's story, 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 really compelling, really fun. And I love a campaign shooter. Love a great campaign shooter. Uh, so those are mine. Why? You guys seem like you're... Sorry, I was checking something. <laughs> I, I am listening. No, I, I'm listening. I'm Sorry. Sorry. Let's look for my games. I was like, does that come out in 2015? <laughs> yeah. That was but, a question I asked a lot but myself. Here, but here are my two big ones for this year. Uh, number one, absolutely number one most anticipated game of the year, Arkham Knight. No question, hands down, absolutely the game, that if I can only have one game all year, it'd be that game. No Fair question. Enough. Solid pick. <laughs> Number two, Metal Gear Solid Five. It's now been announced for September. Can't wait to play it. We, you already know why. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. All right. Well, I mean, I'm excited for Arkham Knight as well. Excited for all those other games. Um, one of my games that I'm excited for that's actually in the process of coming out is Resident Evil Revelations 2. Oh, yeah. That's the other one. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it. It's in the process of coming out. Really excited. Can't wait for all that to be out. I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, and Resident Evil Revelations was fantastic. Um, and another one is Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 10. I am really excited for that game. Uh, back when uh, Mortal Kombat 9 came out, I was like telling everyone, I was like, 
Everyone's like, oh, well, Portal 2 is coming out the same day. I'm getting Portal 2 instead of, like, no. You need to play Mortal Kombat 9. You need to do it. It actually yeah, is. It has see, a but Portal really, 2, though. It was a really Portal fun story. 2, though. I'm not saying Portal 2 is bad, but I'm saying Mortal Kombat 9 was way better than people gave it credit for. And I played it. I agree. It was. So I'm really excited for Mortal Kombat 10 to come out. Oh. I'm excited to see where they so take it. So is the world. Like, it's gotten, like, oh, those fatality videos get mad hits. I'll speak yeah. in absentia for uh, Tim McNeil. Our former co-host, because I know he's he's going back and forth. Do I finally get a PS4 for Mortal Kombat? So yeah. But yeah, but that yeah. could finally be his kicker to the next generation. Wait, it's only next gen that came. Uh yes, it yes, is only next, next gen. gen. But yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, uh, Resident Evil Relations Two uh, that's coming out, and of course Mortal Kombat Ten. Awesome. All right. Well, on that note, um, this has been awesome. Boy, it's great great to be back in the saddle. Yeah. Uh, we will be back with lots of great content. One thing I can promise everyone in listener land is the podcast is back and we're going to get on a schedule starting now. Uh, so you will have at least two episodes of Joy of Gaming every month, continuing onward, right? Yeah, I'm all for that. I love talking about games. Uh, as do I. Hopefully uh, they'll give us more to talk about. That's, <laughs> you know, not the that's worst. Another, not that the is worst. another one of the reasons, though. Yeah, is not that the there haven't time. been a lot of games. There haven't been a lot of games that have ripped us to the microphone and said, you must talk about Not the worst time to have a hiatus, really. Really. I mean, there's just been very little going on. It's just happening with Dying Light and with uh, The Order and then with Resident Evil. Like, things are just coming out that are like, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last good stuff that came out was in November, which was when our last episode was. So it kind of is the dead zone that we missed. But that's okay. Yeah. We will uh, be back with more. Awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, I am Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kelsey Lair. <laughs> she just threw her hands up in this, like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> it was like, yeah. Anyway, white girl gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later on, guys. Bye.